and welcome to the eighth episode of the Purigem podcast. Um, on this beautiful, we are recording on Saturday. With me today is Dylan. How are you, Dylan? Brother Peps, you couldn't get rid of me after the mid-year awards show. I had to come back. Yes. I had to force my way in. You you said number eight on the show. This is the eighth Puro Gems episode. Uh, yeah, the eighth. Hold on podcast. a second. I'm going to make a, when you start talking, I'm going to go to my closet real quick because I'm putting on my jersey right now. When I played sports, number eight was my number as well. Yes. Uh, you know, I played basketball, football, and, well, baseball, my number is 34. But basketball and football, my number was eight. So I'm putting on the jersey, got the number eight, and I'm representing Puro Gyms all in effect. And I can't wait to talk about what we have to on this show. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And thank you. Thank you so much for having me on again. Yeah, of course. Um, today is it's going to be a bit quiet episode. We are just talking about the recent All Japan shows and the Clade show, and also previewing the Clade Sumo Hall show that's coming up in five days, actually, five, six days. Um, especially with All Japan, we had a, a pretty solid month. And, well, if you ask, yeah, what's about the other shows that we normally cover, there's going to be another episode next week with Spadush Yannick, um, also from the Dramatic, Dramatic Dream Dragons. And he was actually in Japan for the time. So, we will talk about in depth about rest. Um, that's just gonna be all Japan and Glay for today. Are you back, Dylan? Can we talk about the biggest, best promotion in the entire world, all Japan for wrestling? Absolutely, and uh, very happy to be here doing it. And uh, Yannick's gonna do some great things. He's just coming back from Japan, his own personal trip. Uh, lots of fun stuff there. He's gonna have to, to say for sure. And. Uh, yeah, all Japan right now. It's going to be good times on this show. It's going to be the best of times and the worst of times, I think, considering some of the stuff we have to talk about. Yes. And I would say we should just kick things off with the Kirk and Hall show on July 2nd. Like, we are recording that at the end of, of July, and it's that match that that show feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> um, I actually needed to rewatch most of the stuff, and well, we had two title matches and two title changes. Shockingly. Um, the, the first match um, is the first match worth talking about is Elinaman versus Atsuki Awagi for the All Japan World Junior title. I was kind of disappointed with that match, to be honest. So I expected a lot because I like Elinaman and like Atsuki, and I think the chemistry they had was not there. And I think the result of on top of that was really shocking, and I did not understand it at all. Because um, Alenemann pinned Atsuki Awagi to win the All Japan Junior title with the German suplex hold in like 30 minutes. And considering that Atsuki just, just beat uh, Naruki Doi like 30 days ago and, and just won the belt, and now he's dropping it again, makes zero sense to me. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I agree with what you said about the match itself, too. I don't know what it was about this era. It feels like, I mean, we'll talk about his next match after he won the title. But during this era, we had this match and also the one in Gambari Pro at Sekigahara. I thought Lindemann looked pretty shaky like at the start of this month. And that's very odd for him. I consider him, to me, to me, he's one of like the a great worker, you know, somebody who's always having great matches, his title reigning late last year. Didn't love how it was booked a lot of the times, never being in the main events and all the stuff with New Japan, but his match quality was so high, and he's such a charismatic personality. But early on in this match, I mean, there was a, a major screw-up. They just didn't seem like they were on the same page uh, here. 
and but they tried to bring it back a little bit by the end. I know on the cage match rating, it was actually really low at first, and it actually went a little bit higher uh, as we're talking about it now by the end of the month. But it's still lower than the match that took place before it with you know one of the teams was Ren Ayabe and Tomoki Honma. It's, it's, I mean that's that's not the the work rate classic team, I would say. Although that was a, a fine match of what it was, but this was like you expect these two. Aoyagi, one of the leaders of the division of All Japan, always recognized as a great high flyer. Lindemann, great, great wrestler overall, former champion, somebody that everybody likes pretty much, but they just it just didn't work overall. And I thought it was a really shaky match and one that did not fall into my expectations. And I don't agree yeah. with the title change either. I, I totally agree with you. I was th- I was thinking when that happened, I was really surprised. And I just thought, man, we're basically we're going to do the same thing we just did with Doi, it seems like, with Lindemann as the outsider. The thing with Lindemann, I will say, he has a much more, in my opinion, expressive heelness to yes, him. Yeah. Like, it, you know, so that kind of works as like an evil guy that you want to see beat uh, at the end. So I, ho- I think this title rank can work, especially after seeing what happened later in the month. But when it happened, I just thought this was no bueno, in my, in my opinion. Yeah. He, he plays the role of the cocky invader really well. Um, I think he's better in that role than Naruki Doi was. Uh, of course, he's yep. li- he's trying it more than Doi because Doi was like Doi was more the veteran. Why like it's uh, why like Elinaman is now everything beside of Glade sucks. So <laughs> it's like it's like okay, I I get what they're trying to do now, but I do not agree with it at all, and I think the match itself didn't live up to any expectations I had for this, because both of them had way better matches this year. Um, Atsuki had way better matches in his title reign, especially against uh, Kadri Shida. I thought that match was so much better than this one. Oh, yeah. So I do not get what I, like, like, I get what they're trying to do, but I do not get why they're doing back-to-back, and why the only way to put over their own guys is to let them get go over outsiders because they're not even trying to save the Atsuki versus uh, Rising Ayato match because they're still doing it just not for the belt so, I don't know it's it's kind of weird um overall um and Lineman as champion is always cool because he's gonna he's gonna put out great matches which, which we'll talk about later good match in my opinion that nobody really talks about for some reason but it was really good um but yes, the, the show was split around pretty much one match. And that was the main event. It was um, Yuji Nagata defending his Triple Crown Championship against Yuma Wagi. Um, they did an entire like three or four match um, promo package before the match, right? Where like they, they told the entire story of Yuma Wagi. And when I saw that, I knew he should win, right? Like, like when this this thing happened, he should win, and I'm glad they did, and I'm surprised by that actually. Oh yeah, Yuma has been one of my guys for for so long. I personally thought he should have won the title last year after his great uh, Champion Carnival final versus Jake Lee. Um, mm-hmm. I always love his antics in general. I think he fits in well against anybody, pretty much. Uh, Yuma, you know, you yeah. see it. He always takes something from the other guy. Uh, and is able to turn it around, you know, whether obviously the one that everyone points to is at the Mudo Dome show where he mocked Mudo, got super heat. Uh, you know, he did it with Keno where he made fun of his fist deal. He made it, he did it with Jake, even in that title match. He's done it with everybody now uh, pretty much where he's able to take things around, but in a very charming way, I always compare him to Dante from Devil May Cry where it's like, 
he is a ultimately a prick who makes fun of everybody, but it's more like he can't help himself. He's actually got a heart of gold deep down. He's actually a good guy deep down. He's just this goofy guy that trolls everybody. So I love Yuma's personality and style. Uh, Nagata was a perfect opponent for him. I think his reign was really good overall. I mean, despite being an old guy, an older veteran, I thought he had great matches uh, with, this was a good match. You know, it wasn't, uh, as great to me. I thought last month's match actually versus Anzai was way underrated. Uh, I thought that was a great match, like a great performance as well, just for the story of the match. Uh, this was a really good match. I thought it got over Yuma winning the title belt as well. So it did everything it needed to do. Did over a thousand in Corquin. You have to give them credit for that as well. Uh, I think Nagata has done a great job as champion considering his age and what he did. And Yuma, beating him here. The only question mark I have about Yuma winning here is it was a Corican win. And you, I think ideally you would want the title, especially with somebody you, if they believe in Yuma as the next dude, like the kind of one a to Kento, you would have wanted that to be at a bigger stage uh, overall. And I think that doing it here, unfortunately, you know, we have to talk about the injury to Ashino as well. A lot of people think Ashino would have won the title in May versus Nagata, but obviously the injury took away from all of that. Uh, so we don't know what their original plan was. Maybe they would have drug it out. They would have been able to drag that out into uh, Yoyogi in September, which is our next big show. But it wasn't to be. So I'm happy they did it here, and I think it was definitely Aoyagi's time. And, and I hope that they have good plans for him coming forward, because I think he's a, a great overall talent. To me, if you look at the entirety of Japan, not necessarily he's, – he's not really the best worker, I would say, like, you know, five-star no. match or whatever. He's not really even the top guy in charisma, like, compared to Kikento. But he has a little bit of everything to his game that really appeals to me, where I think he's actually, like, a top-tier player in terms of an overall package. The way he carries himself, the look, the charisma, I think he has everything it takes if they want to get behind him. Yeah, um... The, the, the title win came kind of out of nowhere. I think the match itself was great. Yeah, um, like, yeah the match was really good. Nagata has some, some... some I did not expect it. And I think Nagata has a really good... Like you said, a really good reign. I think all of the matches, aside of the T-Hawk match, which is not his fault because it was just... Um, the atmosphere didn't fit with the whole story and, and it was more like about Shitaro and everyone wanted, wanted Shitaro to get the match, if you, if you get what I mean. So it's like, I do not know, especially what they have, what the plan was, but it felt like it, that the Yuma win came out of nowhere. He was a tag champion, which told me at least that moment is that they want to hold him out without losing another title match. But the moment they announced the match, um, or like announced the match, he needed to win. I did not see it coming. I think it was a huge shock for me. Likely because I was like, okay, they are just waiting at this point for, for Ashina to come back. But I'm glad they ended it because I got a bit off. I got a bit the feeling that the Nagata reign, if it went much longer, it would have been too long, right? Like, yeah. So I think it was good how they ended it. And on the show, they ended it was, 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 was the right decision as well. So in my opinion, it was a good decision to end it here. It's... Just okay. What is what is really going on for Yuma? How far? How much are they behind it? Because he now has two belts to defend, um, and he defends both of them regularly. At this point, I mean, he has challenges setting up for both. So it's going and to be lest lest yeah. we forget, Peps, we have to remember 
he had three belts at one time and five in total with the triple crown with we can't forget about the tin room project uh you and tag titles he had which he's already lost yes. unfortunately uh to suwama and dan but still this man at one point had three titles at once the true triple crown including the the un tag titles as well yeah and now he's he's officially the youngest five crown champion ever in all japan at the age of 27 is he now 27 yeah he, like he's the young i mean they're yeah, definitely behind him he's he's the youngest um he's the youngest champion carnival winner of all time and the youngest five crown champion like not everyone gets those kind of achievements so they're definitely behind him and i think his reign will go for a long time likely till ashina's coming back but it feels like to start with was a bit kind of out of no way for me but um yeah, and that's what that's what I'm saying. I think ideally, Ashino would have you know, without the injury. I think Ashino would have won in May, and then Yuma would have won the tournament next month, which obviously is out of the question now that he's the champion. But and then they would have set that up as as the major match and have Aoyagi get his crowning achievement, where it is set up like that uh, overall. And then you could build to him and and Kento in December, Yoyagi show, which is like his ultimate mountain that he has to climb as well. Well, so you still have that in your back pocket if you need it. Uh, you know, like with the tournament coming up, we were talking about it. We were joking about it off the air. It's like, we don't know what's going to happen in the tournament because nobody knows <laughs> at this point. Like Nobody knows who's in it. Uh, overall, we can only speculate on what the tournament will entail, but that is what they're going to do to set it up uh, in a few weeks from now, a couple weeks. Yeah. And si since you talked about the, the Tenryu tag title match, did you watch it? Um, the, the, the Yuma and uh, Atsuki match versus Evolution? Uh yeah, it was uh this was on the sixteenth when that happened. Uh, they were yeah, it was like a Shinkiba show. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I watched it. I I like uh all of them actually. Uh, well enough. I'm not a big fan of Suwama as like getting the championship though. I have nothing against him as a talent. Okay, I want to make this very clear to everybody. Suwama is a really good worker. I'm not yeah. questioning that at all. I don't want to see him in main matches anymore in, in all Japan specifically. We've been around, we've done this rodeo many, many times and I don't want to do it anymore. So I'm always against him, which obviously all Japan doesn't care about that because they set up him versus Yuma as his next title shot. But uh, I'm just never a fan of him going for the championships. But in this case, the good thing is it gave Tamara something as well uh, to where they kind of give him the rub being with Suwama. So I like this team better than another, you know, Violent Giants reunion or something like that. That doesn't serve any purpose, in my opinion. This actually does. And on that show, too, there was a uh, it was really cool seeing Koki Iwasaki uh, get an All Japan booking. I, I hope that they do more with him eventually. And Hideki was on that show, too. And, and that yes. was a, a really good match. Uh, Hideki was... and Hikaru. Yeah. Yeah. Versus Sato Honda. That was a good show for a Shin Kiba show. That was really good. That's a great thing they did uh, with the uh, the title belts, like the, the Tenryu Project belts, and having Yuma hold all these titles. You can spread out your main guy now to two or three shows. Obviously, he dropped the title on the show, so it's only two now. And, but you can spread got, out him. Yeah. And he got pinned. <laughs> and it, it yeah, wasn't that's who took the fall. He was the one who took the fall, which is a huge shock I, to me because they love to protect Yuma, and he's not losing much. So him losing here was pretty shocking to me. I thought, yeah, okay. But um, Siki is just taking the pin from Suwama and then he did set up the challenge um, down the line, but no. Suwama just yeah. straight up pinned Yuma. So that uh, set up the this match is... object. 
yeah, this is my issue with Suwama sometimes. That, that like I don't think he should be beating Yuma right now, unfortunately. But it it had to be that way to set it up uh, overall the title match. So, uh, you know, it was a good match though. Uh, I would say like a good a good show like for seven yes. uh, sixteen. But uh, also very interesting. I do want to say one more thing about the second show was. I'm very thankful that Honda can come back and, and wrestle yeah. and stuff because uh, oh, he had a yeah. very scary I- injury on the, the second. And it, it, a lot of controversies about that because they handled it really poorly uh, overall. And, and I don't know what they were doing with it. If they were trying to like work some kind of angle, but it went too far, <laughs> like, you know, like, like they thought it was an angle, but it wasn't. And then it was or I don't know. Uh, but it was so bad how they handled it on its own. That it's it's I'm just glad that he's okay and able to wrestle again. So I want to shout out Ryuki Honda, uh, and hopefully, because uh, I said this on Twitter, hopefully he get the, his old hair back because now we see that blatant scumbag Kazuchika Okada steal his shades gimmick <laughs> on the, yes. on the cover of the like. Listen, that's gimmick infringement 101. Honda needs to fight back and, and show him that he did it better. He is the OG of the shades in Gognir of Anarchy. So we have to get Honda back to his old look, please. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I like the match. And like you said, yeah, Honda, I hope he goes back because it looks way better on him. All of that. And I think oh, yeah. Honda is kind of a talent they kind of underutilized in the last couple of months. He at least it's so weird now. He started to be like the big, the big rookie who who beat like Shitaru Shina and was was in the Triple Crown title match like last year. Now he's like nothing, pretty much. I don't know what it, happened. It doesn't make any sense because they were doing such great things with him. Like you said, he was the. You know, I remember when he gave the big suplex, uh, German suplex to Sawama. It was like an amazing moment. Uh, this is like years ago now, like in March, like two or three years ago. And then he came in with a great, they had the tournament at the start of last year, like when Suwama got injured, they did a, a, a tournament and he was in the final versus Kento. He looked great. I mean, this guy did all, I kept calling him all hits because everything he did was great. Like he couldn't do, he could do no wrong. And then suddenly that champion carnival deal came about. He comes in with this weird, like this completely ridiculous Shuji Kondo tribute uh, look. And then he yeah. does these super heel, like he goes to this weird super heel mode where he's like, you know, low blowing people, knocking the ref down. It's like, what, what, where did this come from? You like, he yeah, was doing great on his own. You, you forgot even to mention the champion carnival last year where he, had zero points. Yeah, he lost every match. He lost everything. Yeah, yeah. and then pretty clear. And like, came totally but they came the back. Way. They did come back after that, though, with the tag team with Ashino, which I thought had. I thought that had a ton of potential that went by the wayside. Uh, the team with him <laughs> and like them as champions. Uh, like they did a great job. They got a huge win on the, that. Was one of the highlights of the Budokan show last year. You had Kawada and Tawei give him the titles. I thought, man, this guy is a star waiting to happen. And now it's like, so he does that weird stuff, the heel stuff, and. Now it's just like he's losing every match. I mean, he lost on the and, next show. And now, we're going to talk about and, and now he's the face again. And he's they the needed face. to. The heel stuff was was bad. Like, like yeah, he's they, much they better. Turned it role. instantly face again, guys. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But but to move on um, to the shows we have in the last couple uh, two days um, with July twenty second in a Kunibaki Mess Exhibition Hall nine hundred. 37 fans uh, in, in attendance, which is a pretty good number for that show. 
Uh, the show was built around pretty much one match, but they had Yuma Anse versus Itsuki Awagi in the opener, which was a 50-minute time room draw. And I think that's a match on that was not like like great or anything, but on paper it's a cool match because you have like the two top guys in all Japan like the next couple of five years of each division, which I liked. I, I was a fan of that match. Yeah, me too. I I thought it really did a great job of putting over Atsuki on uh, yeah. Anzai's level. They're kind of supernova heavyweight guy. Uh, and I love that they worked it how they did. And like you said, it wasn't like a match of the year. You have to rush out to see it. But I just like that they put it together and how they were able to do it. And like you said, uh, this was actually the first ever uh, title match in that building uh, in Shimane. Uh, so like the Triple Crown title match. So uh, this was they obviously, I mean, you know, let's just be realistic. We all knew Hokuto is not going to be the ace of the company. As much as I like him, I'm a fan of his. And I, we'll talk about the match in a little bit. But for a smaller show like this, I thought they did a great job, uh, not just the drawing power, but how they put the show together. I thought they did a really good job up at that, outside of one match, which we, we will talk about. Yeah. And, well, if, if we want to talk about the Hokuto match, we, we need to mention the build-up of it, because I think the build-up was really interesting and shocking, in my opinion. Um, we go back to the to July 16th show. We had the the wear tag the title, the, 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 the build-up match, like the six-man tag with um, Minoru Suzuki, Hakuto Mori, Nakaruki Doi, and Naoki Tanizaki versus Kentimi Ahara, Tsuchitikawa, Rising Hayato, Rei Ayaba, where, like, they built up the entire July 16th show around Hakuto Mori. Um, he pinned Kentimi Ahara clean in the middle of the ring, which is a huge thing for him. And then he needed it because he needed something going into the, the, the going into the triple crown title match. And he like stand over Kento and then cut the promo to, to preview the, the tag team title match. And then after Suwama Pijimawagi, he did it again. He came out instantly and cut this really good promo. Um, like, like in terms of the, the wipes, um, and, uh, against, against Yuma. And that kind of built him up for the title match. And the title match was like the first defense of Yumawagi, who's like at least at least what we know for now the, the next big star. And it was the first real title challenge for Hokuto Mori. Um how did you feel about the match? And his presentation I've, of course in it. I've always liked Omori as a wrestler, uh, even as a young lion. I think that they had a lot of uh, that they've done a way better job of him this year than last year. Obviously it was a really big uphill battle uh, for them. I mean, remember the junior tournament last year, you want to talk about Honda losing the carnival. He went uh, zero points in the junior <laughs> league that they had he, uh, in he October. Lost to, last year. He lost to Rio and Noe in three minutes. <laughs> That's where he was at. Like not even a year ago. And now we're moving him up to get this title shot. So that shows that they've able, and in a really good draw, uh, you know, in Shimane. Like you said, they did the best they could in a small prefecture. Uh, uh, Manami Toyota's home prefecture, for the record, uh, uh, Shimane, <laughs> there. But that's where they've done. That's how they've done a good job. They teamed him up with Suzuki. That gave him instant credibility. They gave him a couple of wins in Champion Carnival. Nothing special or, like, made him seem like a big threat or anything. But they gave him some moments. And now they've parlayed that. Now on this show kind of what I said before about Yuma, I loved how they actually set this up to where the one night was the triple crown match. And then the second night was the tag title match. You bridge that into the feud. And I thought it actually helped the second night's match that they did this the first night, because you could easily buy saying, 
okay, you give Omori a big win over Kento, and then he loses to Yuma, that maybe they'll give him back, you know, they'll give him his win back the next night for the tag titles and make him more of a tag guy. I thought that added to the believability of the second night show, even though obviously we saw how that went. So I love the setup for this match, first of all. Yes, the match the setup was perfect. The, the build-up for this was incredible. Like, for me, it was for a young guy to kind of present it better. I mean, he pretty much was dominant against Kento in the build-up. It's Kento in, in the end of the day. Like, no one pins yeah. Kento outside of two or three people. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so I, I like that a lot. And the match itself... I, it's, it's funny because we say him like the young guy, but he's actually a year older than, than Yuma uh, Hokuto is. So it's uh, interesting there. Now, obviously, both of these guys are young guys in, in real, reality. But they, I thought they came together, put together a match. I thought this was a good match, like for what it is. When you look at the circumstances around it, it wasn't a great match. It wasn't anything that'll be on anyone's match of the year list. But for Hokuto Omori at his stage, I thought this was a very solid, like, okay, Yuma is the champion carrying this company and he faced off a rival and I thought they did a good job at, at the end. I didn't think Omori looked out of place at all and I thought that they came in with a really good match. Uh, o- Omori, I think the thing that would help him in my opinion was if Omori had come in and they kind of did this, remember a few years ago when Yuma turned heel on Kento, which they still tease to this day, uh, they had Kento versus Yuma, and he debuted a new kick move that he did that he was building up to their match. Like, oh, I can't wait to hit this to his face. <laughs> like, what's his promo? Which is Yuma's freaking awesome. But I would have loved if Omori had some kind of new move that he could debut, like a new thing that solidify him as a threat, as a heavy one. I don't know what that would be, but just any kind of new big match move that he could have. Like, hey, if he hits this there's going to be a new champion. I think that would help him a lot. Maybe going into the tournament, they can set that up, have him win his first round match with this new move that I'm kind of fantasy booking here. But I think that would help him a lot. If they gave him a new big finisher, make it something that's signature to him that stands out more. And I think that would help him a lot. It'd go a long way. But I thought the match was good despite his uh, limited move set. I thought he did a good job and had a good uh, match overall here. But not great. Yeah, I... Yeah, I, I think they have done a great job um, establishing this this jumping elbow, rolling elbow thing that Omori has now, where he hit like yeah. like a ton of people and, and knocked like like out like pretty much everyone. I mean, it, it was the it was the move that that also like knocked out um, Ryuki Honda and pretty much. So yeah, it's like the the thing is, um, I don't buy it as a finisher. Exactly. Because, yeah. Yeah, it's I completely cool move, yeah. and I like that he set it up, but it's more like a setup move than an actual finisher. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Actually, and that's what I was kind of saying. If they could get behind him, uh, you know, give him a new big finisher, use the jumping elbow as the setup move, and then hit whatever it could be. I think that would be. You know, you want something on the level of you know the shutdown German is something everybody associates with Kento. Uh, Yuma's trying to build it up with the fool that he had and he had the, you know, the end game before that. I think if you gave Omori something very signature, like a unique move to him, that would help him go a long way and make his matches a little bit better. Add a little bit of depth to his moveset and have a big move that you could call, that you could tease. Cause I don't think you could tease the elbow as much as you can like the fool, for example. Yes. Yeah. Because it's just move out. Yeah. Um, I personally think the match was, was good. Um, 
my problem with it it was it never reached like the heights of, of normal triple crown matches that you expect like like from the promotion you have seen this year it's but for a young guy like Hokuto in terms of like being just being a heavyweight for like four months five six months now it it helped him and I think the uh, the, the, the entire build up helped him as well and I think now he's an established guy that you could imagine getting more challenges down the line. I don't know if he's winning the Triple Crown, but he's definitely now a guy that you can put into the main event spots, and he draws, and people care about him. And that's a good thing. And I think that's a positive thing about this match and the title match. Yeah, I completely agree with all of that. I think the match was more like a, you know, somewhat around, because like the T-Hawk match was a good match. It just wasn't special, and you knew that he wasn't going to win. Uh, yeah. So I kind of compared this to that. Like, this was more like that than the Anzai match, which was, a, a, to me, a phenomenal match. And the, the Aoyagi and Nagata match, which is a great match on its own. Uh, so, like, this wasn't as good as those. I think it's more like a 7 out of 10 on the cage match scale <laughs> that you, yeah. you, you would have, uh, which is still good. Like, there's nothing wrong with that, especially when you consider his uh, reign. And I think the buildup and everything involved with these two nights took him from a guy. To me, he was a firmly mid-card player. At the end of the day, now he's more like a maybe an upper mid card player where you could see him. Maybe now he, you know, I bought him being a tag team champion at the end of the, the night, too, which I think is an upgrade for where he was at. Look at they did the tag title the, the challenge in March, and there I thought, oh, there's no way they're going to win the titles. Here, I thought, okay, maybe they could win the titles. So I think he's definitely grown in stature on the card. I think, yeah, I think, I think Hakuto has now the status of a Shotaro Shino pre, mm-hmm. uh, pre champion carnival this year. He's like, could challenge at any time, but it's not close to win a trip crown yet. Pretty much that. Like, yeah, exactly. And that's what you need. And I think that they have a good job building him up. And, well, I mean, they lost a big star with Jake Lee at the beginning of the year. And I think they've done a great job covering up all the, all the, all the, with, with, with the young guards. So, only can give out um, praise for, for all Japan with that. They have done shitty stuff this year. I will come to that. But I think that was like, <laughs> The entire build of Hakuto Mori was, was, was one of the best things I've done this year, in my opinion. I really oh, like I it. totally agree. It's, fu- it's it's funny you mentioned that because a lot of people thought that he might leave with Jake. I remember when Jake was leaving. Yeah, yeah there was like rumors about it. And we're like, okay, now no, I mean, he he battled himself and I mean, it's working for him. Yeah, made a good decision. But in hindsight, I think, yeah, if he had left, I don't think he would be uh, at this kind of spot. Uh, I mean, who knows what could happen if he went to Noah? You know, what if they Noah? Day. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that's that's the problem. Yeah, uh, yeah, you don't I mean, want that. <laughs> yeah, coming to to after the match, of course, Suwama made the challenge. My note to this is: please, all Japan, do not do it. Thank you. And the match Surely is set up for the, the match is set up for the Chiba show that it's next week. Um. I mean, you cannot go around a establish like they want to establish Yumawaki as champion. So of course he needs to face Suwama. It's kind of like you need to, in terms of if if you are a champion, you need to face Suwama. It's like an other promotion where you always need to face the top guy. Now he he you need to face Suwama, and as long as he wins and gets a little good match of it, because I think Yuma Yuma and and and. Suwama can have great matches, and they had it before, so I'm not doubting anything about it, and I hope 
well, I hope it's a good. I hope they they deliver the best one, best match. Yeah, then Yuma goes over. Then I'm okay with it. Because Yuma should yeah, not. I mean, I, I pretty much. Yeah. No, no, this would be the most infuriating decision. Uh, you could count on an Eastern Lariat special episode if that if Suwama beats Ayagi. I don't care about the G1 if that happens. I'm going to have to fire up uh, somewhere. I might bring you on for that when, when that happens. <laughs> I know you, you'll be just like me where we're all angry uh, about that. And that's kind of my issue with Suwama. It's like there's nothing, a fine worker. Like there's nothing against his wrestling that bothers me at all. It's just, I don't want him winning the championship right now. Like, I don't yeah. think that's an unfair, an unfair thing for me to think and feel like, in my opinion. But he like should, you said, hopefully he, they can... he should be booked like Suchi Shikawa, where he's like getting the challenges, but never winning it at this point in his career. At least that's totally yeah. fine. And what they did with him and, and Tamara as a team is perfect. For Suwama, like where you're actually helping not just yourself, you're actually helping somebody else, which, I mean, everybody thought they were going to do. I still go back to this. I may be the only person that still hangs on to this. But what they were doing seemingly with Ashino and Suwama as runaway suplex, although that just all just fell into the wastelands of, like a voodoo murders, you know, villain. And Ashino still, you know, I mean, well, Ashino did get the win in the champion carnival over Suwama. Uh, on there too, it was kind of helped set up his big win. But it's one of those things. It wasn't a major match like you would have. They it felt like they were setting up. But now with this with Tamara, it feels like they're actually doing some good with him. And him putting over Yuma helps establish Yuma's title reign too. So I have no problem with this. I just as long as you know Suwama doesn't win. That's all. Yeah. Totally. So, and let's move on to the second night. We had a second show in July twenty third in Idion's uh, Osaka Idion Second Arena. 920 fans, so it drew a bit less, but still a really good number. I think Old Japan is doing great numbers this year overall. I think I think the average is like either on the level of stardom or actually above it. Of course, less shows, yep. but you get what I mean. Um, it's it's I think New Japan uh, the, uh, Old Japan has a good number and a uh, good good year in terms of attendance, and I think that continues that. Uh, for me, I thought this show was weaker uh, in, in the undercard, especially. But I think one undercard match more worth mentioning about because it's a match that it's going to be important <laughs> like years to come. It, it's a it's a Suwama versus Yuma Ansai match. I think there was like a solid match and it built up Yuma to, to Yuma to finally beat Ansai, and it's definitely going to happen. And I hope they make a big deal out of it. Yeah, and so, uh, kind of similar what they did with Suwama and Ashino that like I mentioned. Hopefully, they can do a similar thing just uh, without the voodoo murder stuff in, in between his win. I, the end of the day let's have Anzai beat suwama just have a normal run no turns or anything like that let's just have him finally overcome his mountain and like you said that's something that will come to play years down the line uh overall i, th I thought you were going to say that the big match was uh bodyguard coming back to, to all japan oh. izanagi jesus christ i don't need that no 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 what no. where's zeus like that's what i need to know like i know he's an osaka pro please, please come back please. to all japan he, he's now drawing big numbers in Osaka Pro, okay? Respect him. Didn't hey, his, listen. Like, didn't his match against, like, like I don't know what match it was, like, drew 3,000? Oh, yeah. Well, they had that deal with the TV company or something, too, that they had, too, with Opro. But I just want to bring him up because, I, actually, me and Zeus share the same birthday. So I, I need more of Zeus in our 
lives. We all do in all Japan. But instead, we got Bodyguard, which is not as great. But Izanagi as well, because they kind of said that he wouldn't come back after he went to Oprah, yeah. or he said that. But uh, he came back anyway. And, and why not? When you, you when you need Osaka Pro, we need Izanagi. That's a well-known fact of Japanese pro wrestling. I mean, th- th- there's Mariana a good chance baby. that the, the problem was more just Tajiri than Izanagi, but who knows about that? Um, the story was kind of weird with yeah, Izanagi. Right. I don't know. It's it's it's. I think I think there's a good this good that that they are trying to get back in it again because there's never a good thing if there's like any kind of beef because Zeus is like still a big star and if they have like a big Osaka show, why not bring him in, in the challenge if, if he wants to? So yeah, yeah. That's pretty easy. Um, yeah. Uh, but, well, I think we should go on to the actual main event of the show. It was um, Atsushi Nita and Yoshitatsu defending their All-Asia tag team titles in a barbed wire ex- barricade, whatever the fuck, current blast death match against um, Dan Tamura and Hikaru Sato. I have, like, as much as, as the Suwama tag team helped Dan, this did the exact opposite. Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm not going to talk much about it because it's it's Anita, but that's like the prime example of why Old Japan needs a lot of work and especially on the card because that's not, that was a bad match. That was a horrible match and I fought like 10 times and Anita's legend going to die in the street. It's not what should happen. <laughs> that's not how you should go out <laughs> and uh what did you call it the current blast whatever the fuck de- death match was that the name it's, of this officially it's, it's bob wire barricade matt megatron current blast death matches <laughs> i hate that sato was dragged into this because anybody who knows me knows hikaru sato is like one of my absolute favorite workers ask uh spadoosh yannick about the picture he sent me when he went to ymz about sato that's how much i love sato on here which i, I did not appreciate but regardless of that i still appreciate his work so much sato and to see him into these depths with onida and yoshitatsu but especially onida i mean my god like what what did what what were they thinking with this you put one of your champions here you put a guy who's respected. He's kind of goofy. He probably liked it. Like Sato in real life is kind yeah, of a goofy, goofy guy. Uh, so he probably liked this. But Tamara, he deserves better than this. We already saw last year. He he was the one that was dealing with those stupid voodoo murder stuff. Remember? After Suwama turned originally, they were choking him out with the chain and, and all that stuff. Well, was he one of the ones they put in the body bag? Or, or was that just Ashino? Uh, but he's, he's gone through a lot in his short career, like Dan Tamara. He deserves better than to be forced. Like you said, uh, Onita, the only draw of these matches is will he survive? Like you're you're wondering if something horrible is going to happen. And, and I don't want to watch that. Like I don't want to watch worrying about people's lives at stake, especially somebody who. Listen, Onita is a horrific carny and has been ever since FMW. I, I know all about FMW. Ask Bahu about Onida and how few people he ever put over, <laughs> except for himself, in that company. But he is a horrible car- carny, we know that. But, he has a name, he has a place in history, he's a guy, he's a, you know, he's a human being. I don't want to watch this, and, and does anybody ever want to watch Yoshitatsu in any circumstance? I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen that, at the end of the day. Like, you tell me one person who likes that. Perhaps. I mean, 
yeah, the, the thing is about that is, is people who like do not watch Unita matches or do not have not heard about him in, in like 10 years, which is understandable. Yeah, like, yeah, we are just over strike rating and he's like actually solid, but like he had a heart surgery this year. He yeah. has like a broken arm and it's like latched taped up and like, like has like all of that. Like he's clearly in pain and injured. Those same people will complain about Tanahashi <laughs> like, and say that he's too broken down, that defend Onita here. Uh, it, uh, who is going to win these all-Asia tag titles? Because now we're at the point where this reign has gone on and on for these months. Maybe they see some value, and maybe it has some value that I, I can't understand in my mind. But just as a unique, something completely different than the rest of the card, I mean, something horrible, but something completely different, who could possibly end this tag title reign that they have in all Japan right now? Um, <laughs> um uh, my prediction is that he needs to getting seriously injured, but that happened already <laughs> and he didn't vacate it. Yeah, he yeah, he said that happened and he still didn't lose it. So that prediction is now as president of Kaiba Corp, I declare this invalid. I mean what's the chance that Black Mansora is winning the belt? <laughs> God, I, I have no idea. Like I said, it's just this is a reign without a purpose, in my opinion. Like, whoever wins it, you can only hope that they don't. Would it be the Saito brothers, <laughs> like versus these two? And yeah, I don't. The thing is, there's a story with with Anita and Yoshitatsu is there defending the belts only in current class death matches. Yes. So it kind of needs to be someone who has like like who who wants to work these at least one of these matches. So I don't know. I I could but I could actually see them like Takao uh, Mori and Blackman sorry challenging and, and winning the belts, but they already challenged. So I don't know. That is who true. Knows? They were one of their early challenges. But I have a, a stat for you here about these belts and okay. this title reign in general. Karo Sato has been in three of these matches. <laughs> three different times with three different partners. Oh yeah, so remember, he, he challenged. He challenged with 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 Ishikawa and FMW uh, FMWE. I know that, but I don't know the other one. And, and the other one, and I, and I watched it. <laughs> yeah, the other one was last month in all Japan. It was him and Rocky Kawamura, like teaming with him. And the three out of five defenses, Hisato has been a part of. What does Sato gain from this? He is a guy I love so much. Don't do me like this. I voted him as best in-ring wrestler last year in all of the world, most outstanding. I voted for you, Sato. Why are you doing me like this? <laughs> Please, someone talk to this man and tell him, get away from Onita and Yoshitatsu. Wrestle good. Wrestle Rio in a way. That's what you need to do with your life and your career. But please, we don't need more. And don't drag him into these... Oh my God! If Inoue puts in these blast death matches, I will fly to Japan and slap somebody upside the head because I can't deal with this anymore, Peps. I can't deal with my man being stuck in this. And if they drag my other man, the one that I could never hate, and they try to make me hate him, I might lose my cool. I might lose my self control, Peps. So please, well, please pray for me if you are a spiritual believer. We need to pray that that yeah. does not happen. We need to come together spiritually yes. and all of the world together. I mean, then you're pretty much happy about what happened after the match, right? Because none other 
Then Unagi Sayaka comes out and challenges Unita to a current exploding blast death match at the Chiba show. Yes! More Unita is what we want. I love Unagi and I'm glad she's getting the match because I, I, I'm sure it means a lot to her. But God, who needs Unita? Like, it's a six man tag. Do you know the lineup? I hope you uh, uh, no, the the last thing I saw was that the uh, Saki Akai was coming, and they were gonna go at at six man titles versus six man titles uh, on that show. But so, who's teaming okay. with Unagi? It's it's Unita, Miss Mongol, and Hikaru Sato. Why? <laughs> Why would you keep doing this? Versus Unagi Sayaka, Yoshitatsu, and uh, Kalasaki in a exploded death match. I, I feel bad for Saki that she's like always getting called to these matches. She's like not doing anything and she's like not doing anything at all in um, in all Japan and then she gets called by Inagi for like three three different times to do a match. It's incredible. I love this bit. It's one of my favorite bits. Saki all caps. I mean she was in Saki the five star yeah, for five star last year and now she's in this. She I mean what a what a she also outdrew with together with Asuka, she also outdrew Shokunakajima. So she's better than Shokunakajima. <laughs> I'm, um, I, Saki, all caps, listen. I'm a huge fan of Galaxy Punch as, as a tag team. I just, she's one of these mysterious, one of the most mysterious wrestlers to me in that there are some times I think, hey, actually, she's kind of underrated. And then there's other times where I'm like, hey, she actually kind of sucks. So I'm not really sure if she's good or bad. Which I guess kind of fits with Unagi, who's I somewhat feel similar, but she has a charm yeah. to her, uh, obviously. And and listen, Unagi, she's been busy. She's coming off of that fire festival, baby. Right now, she's bringing that fire festival love and and, and experience to face Onida and Hikaru Sato in the match. So I'm sure Sato also, is just having the time of his life in this match. She she also had a a, a exploding death match in zero one. Um, together she she teamed together with um. With uh, Jago Yokota against Aja Kong Hiroyo Matsumoto show, so she has experience now in these matches. <laughs> it's the beginning. I mean, what a match! That that sounds like they put together sixty-two year old Jaguar Yokota in a blast match. What's going on in the in the old person indies of Japanese wrestling? These people are legends. Well, Onida it makes sense because that's kind of his thing. But the, I don't know what's going to happen in that match, but I just know that Sato will have the time of his life. And I guess as much as I don't like it as a fan, as a human being, can I can I joy, take joy in taking away what this man loves most in his life? Teaming <laughs> with uh, Onida and against Onida in these blast death matches. I don't know if I can do that. But as long as Rio Inoue is not in them, we're all safe. That's all I can say. That's my only hope now is that he does not get involved in any of these matches going forward. Yeah. And yeah, it's time to move on from this because it went. Jesus Christ, I cannot talk about Anita more and hope we never need to see a match for this Pro Jams podcast again. <laughs> don't have me <laughs> on if you review these shows unless you don't want to rant about it, Peps. This is your lesson. The, the, the co main event of the show, I thought it was like maybe my favorite match of the entire two nights. I don't know. It, it wasn't the best for me, but like my favorite. It was for the old Japan World Junior Heavyweight title it was Illuminum defeating Rio Inoue in 12 minute 19 with the German suplex hold. And I, f I, I, I like this. I think the uh, the build-up of this match was, was like really sweet with, with Illuminum playing the, the great outside heel. And I think Inoue was like the perfect opposite of it with like him being the old Japan 
junior baby face that like fights and fights and fights, but it came comes up short in the end. Oh yeah, I I really enjoyed this, and I I don't think any of these matches were like super great, but I thought they were all good wholesome matches, and I agree with you. I think this might have been my favorite of the three big matches uh, on on these shows on the, the these back to back shows. I think this was my favorite one, and I thought in a way. I think this guy is a fantastic wrestler. Like somebody that people are going to look at in three years or so, he could be one of the best workers in in Japan. I feel like of his class. I, I think he's got that kind of upside. I just love his game. Uh, totally, obviously, very influenced by Toshiaki Kawada. Even though he's a bit smaller than him, uh, he's got some height to him. If they ever wanted to bre- breach him, moving up the heavyweight as well. Uh, I think he still needs to put on bulk up a little bit, but still, I think he's got a lot of upside, especially as an in-ring performer. I don't know about star power, but this guy could go against anybody even now. And Lindemann, I thought this was his bounce back. Like I said, he, we we both agree he struggled against Atsuki. I didn't think he had a great match in Ganbari Pro either uh, against Imanari. So I thought this was kind of like his return to form here. I thought they did a very good job. And in a, even in a smaller show, I thought Inoue made this feel like a big match for him which is the best thing you could ask for out of him. And uh, now I'll ask you this too, before we get to the main event, what do you think of the idea that these smaller shows are worse because they don't have commentary on them? Did that affect anything for you? Um, that's something I saw from multiple people that they didn't, that they thought it was bad that it didn't have commentary. I, I get it. I get it in some form. But to be honest, I watched so many small indie promotions that, like, yeah. I have this, like, and I do not notice at this point. I think, yeah, I f- I can understand it. I think that at least the Triple Crown Belt matches should have commentary, some form. But if it's like, I don't, I don't really care if it's like, like, like the Shinkiba show or so. I think the big shows definitely should have commentary. Yes, but those smaller shows, no, I don't mind. Even um, as a fan, I, I kind of. I know this is kind of maybe an odd take, but I don't mind it at all. In fact, I kind of like the smaller shows like that because it makes you feel like you're in the crowd almost. Like, you know, like you can hear the sounds, the audience comes through, you can hear the mat a little bit better when they slam on it. I, I, I think it adds a charm to it. Like, to me, it doesn't take away. I just look at it as different on shows with commentary. And obviously, like, for like you said, if you have the money and the big shows and all that, you want the glossy presentation and all of that. But for me as a fan... It doesn't make a negative difference. I actually like it. I think it's just a different way than the main shows. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and I think they've done a great job with you know he. I think he looked good in this, and considering like 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 I think it did not mind that the production was not the best they had and like the best they can offer because I think just the the performances of the wrestlers make up for it in my opinion. If if there was on top a bad show, I would have said yeah, of course. So. But otherwise, no. I don't really mind. But I think the post-match was interesting, at least to say, because they set up Atsuki Awagi versus um, Rising Hayano in a number one contenders match with the winner facing Elindemann. So here's the thing. I do not get this decision at all. I do not get the booking decision. I do not get why they are throwing away a Kurikan Hall main event. They have they have done it as a correct whole main event. It's not what I like like fantasy book. But Atsuki Awagi versus Rising Hayato is a way bigger match than doing it just randomly at a 
Chiba showing a mid card for like a number one contender spot. And I do not get why, presumably, in at least I think, Rising Hayato needs to beat, uh, needs needs to do that to win the belt. I don't get why he just kind of beats Atsuki or Elinimate. I don't know why he needs to beat both to get the belt, if you get what I mean. Yeah, because ideally, you would want that to be a big title defense. Somewhat similar to Kento going for Yuma. You would want that for Hayato to win, and then that's in the background. Like, when will he face Atsuki? And when he does, that's a big match for the division. Um, I don't I don't get this title reign in, in general, to be honest with you. So it's another weird thing. I agree with you. I think they would have been better off. You could have easily just... Why couldn't you just instead of putting him in these stupid death matches? Why don't you put Sato in in this role? You could easily stretch it out, have a great match that everybody talks about, and then that lead to you know Rising Hayato going for the title at Yoyogi. That would work even better, in my opinion, than blowing the Atsuki and Hayato match. That's something are, that they we, should save. Yes, are we sure it's in Yoyogi? No, we're we're not sure, but I think that's where he should win the title. If they're smart. Yes, I my my hope it's it's in Yoyogi. I think it's the Glade Old Japan Hurricane Hall show that's coming up next month. Oh uh, yeah, that makes sense too. Uh, honestly, that and could be a, that could is, be the main match. The main sure. event. Yeah. yeah. If it is, then okay. it's the main event. But uh, yeah, and I did. I don't know. I don't get it because I think the 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 Atsuki versus Rising Yano matches like like should they should it should be treated like a big match, but they don't do it, so I don't get it. And they could have even, they could have saved that for our Yoyogi, actually, if, if they wanted, instead of doing it this way. They could have just said, again, put Hayato versus Sato in, in a and match. And they will likely do it. That's yeah. the thing. They, they will likely still do it in Yoyogi. Because for some reason, like, like that's even, the, the, that's, that's the problem with it. They will likely still do it this year. Another Atsuki versus Rising Hayato match for the yeah. belt. 100%. Like one of the yeah. Yogi shows, so it's like okay, I I don't really get what what the plan is, but at least as, as long as Rising Ayato actually defeats Elinaman, I'm okay with it. But otherwise, everything else would be a stupid decision. Yeah, well, if, if Lindemann wins, then you have to ask a lot of questions about what's going on right now. If but... Suki wins, then I have a lot of questions. Well, then you have even more questions <laughs> if that happens. So we're all. The matches should be good, but I don't like the build-up. Like you said, it's just... I don't think it makes a lot of sense. Maybe they'll pull something out of their sleeve to make this all better, but to me, it just feels like a really rushed storyline that could have been... This could have lasted for a lot longer, and you could have built the bigger matches down the line, but I guess... And we also have to say that the junior title clearly... And uh, we were talking off the air about the New Japan junior title, and, and all the junior titles, really... This may not be as much of a priority for them as yes. the Triple Crown, ultimately. And they just, because at the end of the day, their roster is quality, but there's not quantity. You know, there's not depth to it. So it's like, how far can you really go? Which makes it even more important to protect these kind of matches, in my opinion. If this is the really one big match you have as Atsuki and Hayato, shouldn't you take more care to protect it than what they're doing now? That's just how I feel about it. Yeah, definitely, and that's that, that's my whole problem with it. But like, I, I hope we sit here in a month and and Rising Ayato is the challenger is either the challenger or the champion, and it's all good. That's my hope. For it. 
And yeah, me too. Moving on to the main event, it's Kenta Mihara and Yuma Wagi defending their old Japan World Tag Team titles against Hokuto Mori and Minoru Suzuki. Um, personally, I like the performance of Hokuto Mori in this match more, simply because he had actually like like the breaks in this match and was able to kind of you know have like 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 times to breathe and all of that. Especially since the match was like twenty five minutes. Um, I thought the match itself was 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 really good. Um, the crowd was way more into it. I thought because this time you had like actual the the the, the feeling. Okay, the challengers could actually win simply because because of what you said that um, how could you lost now the the trip crown match? Maybe he's getting his win back, and I actually thought he's gonna win one of the matches. I I think I wrote it, Sandre. I'm like, yeah, Hakuto is definitely gonna walk out as a strip crown, uh, as not a strip crown champion, but as but as tag champion. So I was confused. I, I can understand why they did not do it because in the end, the tag team matches between uh, Kento and Humoagi versus anyone is a big draw for any show, especially since they cannot do double matches, double title matches, uh, like two title matches anymore since Yuma is champion of both. Man, think, uh, of of of. The tag team title and the triple crown belt, so I can understand why they want to to to. With the huge amount of pictures coming up, they want big matches with both belts. But I guess I don't know. Um, I think the match itself was like great. Um, the the finishing sequence between uh, Hakuto and Kent was like fantastic, and I think it was like really the best Hakuto's ever looked in the ring. Um, Great near faults. The crowd likes like like really like okay. Is he like actually winning? And then like the fantastic near faults and all of that. But in the end, Kento did Kento stuff and pinned him with the shutdown suplex in like twenty five minutes. I think it was. I think it was like twenty five minutes. Yeah, twenty five forty three. It's listed as a cage match here. Uh, I really agree with you, and I thought Omori did go down in the end, but man. He survives so much stuff here that it really helped to make him seem like a guy that was a total threat. And what we've been saying this whole episode really shows that ultimately these shows were successful in multiple ways. The in-ring quality, I didn't think was like it blew anyone away, but we had a lot of good matches. You had good houses and, and you know a small arena, and then this Osaka show, and you this proved that they successfully elevated a guy through this month, and that's a great thing. That they did, and they had a good performance, a, a further solidification of the tag champions and Ayagi, particularly here. I thought they did a great job here. Also, I like the way that they worked the match. They showed a lot of respect to Suzuki as well. I did think that that was kind of a low point of the match. Uh, I thought the match was a lot better when Omori was in, actually, than Suzuki. Uh, Suzuki, a lot of his strikes really didn't connect. Uh, you know, when they were going back and forth like him and Kento as much as you would want. Occasionally, he'd pop out a big one, but a lot of times, it wasn't great. Like, that spot where they had the double big boots on each other, too. Yeah. It looks kind of silly against Kento because he's, like, way taller than, than uh, Suzuki at the end of the day. And uh, he's taller than a lot of people, obviously. But uh, Omori came in, and I thought he came in like a house of fire. Tons of energy. He made this feel. Again, much like what I said against uh, with the Inouye match. He made this feel like a big match in his career, and I thought that elevated everything. And like I said, even when they were going back and forth to the big moves, he was surviving everything, kicking out of a lot of stuff until the shutdown called his name, and that was it. And like you said, lasted a long time, had a good match. I would say all of them, like all of the big title matches were like 
you know, more like seven out of 10, you know, recommended, but not super special. Uh, you know, and, uh, this was right below the junior title match, but right up there with the heavyweight title match. So they're all kind of the same to me, uh, same level, but I personally think I would pick the, the junior match a little bit ahead of this, but only a little, they're both worth watching in my opinion, both recommended. Yes, totally. I totally agree with that. I, I think overall we can say that the entire month was pretty much built around um, Hokuto Mori. And I hope it pays off and they stay on this train um, with the Royal Road coming up next month. Um, well, we don't know anything on the tournament. Aside of likely the winners challenging in September in Yoyogi, which, well, we, we, we can't just uh, jump into the preview part of All Japan. Um, yeah, Yogi. I think there's one clear favorite, and it's just Kentomihara because he's Kentomihara. <laughs> That's the only explanation you need, really. Is he's Kento? Yeah, it, it, it's the biggest show. It's likely one of the biggest show of the years, and you need a big main event match. And the Kento versus Yuma Awaki match is a big match, and it's a match they will definitely run. And considering the December show could lead up of to the, the December um, Yoyogi show could lead up to. Um, uh, Shotaro Shino returning, if he's ready by then. I don't know how serious his injury is, but it did not look good. But it looked good enough to be like back in December. So if, if he's ready then, then he's definitely challenging there. Or he, at least he should. So I think the, doing the Kendo match now would make sense. But we do not know anything. So like, maybe he's not even in the tournament. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's the thing. It, it would be a really good preview if we knew <laughs> like that knew who was actually in this. But we can only speculate for right now. Um, what you said is very logical. You know, he's always the default favorite. You can never count him out. Um, Suwama getting his title shot ahead of time pretty much means he won't win this tournament at all, all likelihood. And I think Kento is the default favorite because you'd want a big match to main event that, uh, you know, Yogi show against Yuma. So I want to throw out some fun speculation here. Let's say it's not Kento. They have another plan that we don't know about because there was a match announced where we're seeing, and we, we've seen this for a while now, where DDT and All Japan have kind of cross-promoted a little bit more lately. What if this is leading to Akiyama being in the tournament? And that could be a plan they have uh, for something like that. Uh, Akiyama versus Yuma in Yoyogi. Yeah. 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 I mean, I wouldn't say no. It definitely would make sense considering the past and Yuma getting a big win over Latch and like, like, like Jun would be like, help him. Because. And you get Saki Akaya as six man champion in all Japan as well, <laughs> if, if that happens. Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, it would be weird if she's losing the TTT belt, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, listen, you're telling me you don't want ATM in DDT right now? Come on. Yes. Now. Uh, but I mean, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I definitely think that that's something that could be a fun swerve if there was to be a curveball. I think it would have to be somebody. Maybe it won't be him. Maybe it won't even be a DDT guy, but it would have to be somebody from another company if they wanted to keep Kento away from the, the main event for whatever reason or save that match till December somehow, uh, it would have to be somebody, an outsider of some sort. I mean, they work with a lot of different companies uh, at the end of the day. Maybe they could give Kojima th- this this shot at the end of the day, you know, run him back to kind of avenge Nagata. Uh, people in Noah, well, they're in the N1 though, so it's going to be weird. Like, I don't think they're going to be able to get the, the guys for that tournament, for any of the main guys anyway. 
maybe they throw Mar Fuji in there. He's not in the N1. Uh, you know, and then they have him go on a little bit of a run. Uh, if they think he could do something, he's doing his uh, anniversary show in September as well versus Osprey. That could be something I could honestly see happening. If Mar Fuji could come in, uh, you know, do a big match with Yuma, I think that would work. Uh, so those are some swerve ideas. Like if it's not going to be Kento, if they want to bring in outsiders, those are guys I have my eye on. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, from 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 the old Japan roster, it seems to be Kento on, on pretty much no one. I don't think Sujijikawa is winning because that would be like like I don't think Sujijikawa is getting two shots this year. Suwama's already challenging. Um, the rest who's like has a chance is either injured or like already lost. So yeah, it should be should be Kento or like an outsider. And I hope it's Kento, but I can understand if it's an outsider. But yeah, but I just think okay. They need to get the Kento match out of the way because who knows how long they have time for it. Because I still think with the story they have, with, with the story they have, they they kind of need to do need to give um, um, Shutaro Shino the belt when he whenever he's coming back. So yeah, that's the thing. You know. Yeah, and if the, if they were to even do an outsider. We're still going to end up with Yuma and Kento. <laughs> like that, that match is going to happen in this title reign, one way or the other. Uh, so I definitely think that will happen within by the end of the year as well, too. Because like, he's going to run out of challengers. Because you know you're going to have another one in October. Hell, last year they did one. Remember when they had that big Budokan show? The day after was they had a match with uh, Naoya getting the title shot. Yes, uh, and that's another guy they could look at too. Not Naoya, but uh, Takuya. If they want to bring him in as a big outside person, uh, you know, you could, you could draw from Kento and his tag team earlier in the year. Obviously, Aoki is the main guy in Big Japan right now. Uh, Takuya isn't. So you could have him come in and do something. So there's outsider possibilities thanks to the environment they've cultivated. And, I mean, you, you were talking about these names. These are all good names, too, uh, that they've worked with or you, you have a history with some of these guys. Uh, that's there's good options if they wanted to do that. But like you said, if they're in a rush, if they feel like they need to get the belt uh, or not off, the, off of Yuma, but if they feel like they need to do this match as soon as possible, then Kento would be a fine uh, winner as well. Yes. So the next big show we have is the Old Japan X Mania show in Chiba, the hometown of uh, Yuchi Nagata, which is why I originally thought, okay, he's just holding the belt and defending it on that show because it would have made sense. Um, so the card here is, I think that's one of the best cards they have booked this year, actually. Especially undercard is pretty stacked. Um, I do not have, like, like um, wait, uh, here's the card. So, we have, for example, Hokuto Mori facing K- Kengo Mashimo from 2AW, which is a pretty cool match. Um, yeah, that's my guy right there. Long time. I love Kengo Mashimo. And, uh, hey, him and Kento had some of the best matches of Kento's original title reign when Kengo was in All Japan in 2016. Yes. So that would be pretty cool. It also will be interesting what they're doing with, with Hokuto after his title match losses, if they keep, keep his momentum or just losing. Also, they have Takao Mori with Tsuchi Shikawa, All Japan with New Japan, which is a fine match. Um, they have the Tech Team Challengers next, uh, Yuji Nagata and Riki Honda against... The Galate Tag Team Champions, Ray and Jin Saito, which is a solid match. They have women's action, actually, because they have Chihiro Hashimoto, Yu, and Tsuchi Shikawa against Maya uh, Ozaki. Um, I think it's, it's a, um, Teichi uh, 
Takisawa. And of course, uh, we are in Chiba, so we bring in Yama Sazimura. Shout out to her. She's the best. She deserves all the love. <laughs> great, great mixed man tag. Um, yeah, she. Tag. I hype for that, actually. Yeah, Sasamura is a great wrestler. I uh, had a great match versus Arisa Nakajima <laughs> earlier this year. Uh, both her and Takizawa are actually 2AW uh, people. Yeah, yeah, uh, so, yeah, obviously Takizawa and, and Kengo as well <laughs> earlier on. Th- these guys came from K-Dojo, uh, obviously Taka's original country uh, company, and then they they split off uh, with everything, and 2AW's got them now. So they're, all, they're based in Chiba, so that's why you see a lot of these 2AW yeah. people on the show. Then we have an undercard junior match, Ryo Inoue versus Naruki Doi, which is a pretty cool match for undercard. Yes, that's good. Uh, then, then the Onita match, we talked about it already. Then I think an interesting card we have, um, Kitsumi Ahara um, facing against Ayato Yoshida. I, um, the Actually, I think, no, Ayato Yoshida just lost a bit, right? Yeah, he lost a bit. Fuck. I just wanted to say it's champion, but no. He, he just lost the belt. Okay. It's Ayato Yoshida versus Kenta Mihara. Pretty much an interesting matchup because till like five days ago, um, Yoshida was the 2AW Openweight Champion. So, okay. I thought maybe he's, he's winning, but now he's definitely losing. <laughs> Forget about it. Then we have the ju- uh, junior number one contender match at Tsukiyawagi versus Rising Hayato. And of course, in the main event, Suwama versus Yumawagi. I expect. I expect a lot from the show. I think we will also get the Royal Road announcement on the show. Uh, gonna be great stuff. I hope it. I hope the card delivers in terms of like like because the lineup is pretty good. And then of course we have the Royal Road coming up with with the tournament. And then on August twenty seventh, I think we have a double title match. We have the champions, the six man tag team champions of all Japan. Do you get them all together? Do you know the champions of all Japan, the six-man tag champs? I hope well, uh, obviously, ATM is one when it comes to the sponsor. The six-man title, who is it? Because I know he's had multiple teams. One of them is Yoshitatsu. But that can't be right here because he's the the deathmatch champion. I just watched these guys. <laughs> like I, I literally just watched the match on the 16th on there. Because yeah, remember, the, you had Lothar in there, you had Lothar in there, you had ATM, you had uh... the biggest geeks of the biggest geeks. I will just say, tell you it. It's ATM, Takao Omori, and Black Mansore defending yeah. the Old Japan Six Man Tag Champions and also challenging for the KOD Six Man Tag Team Champions against the new champions Yuko Sakaguchi, Sakiyakai, and uh, Hideki Okatani. Which is a wild matchup, to be fair. But I take it. Yeah, see, the thing is, the match I saw on the 22nd, Yoshitatsu was the challenger with Lothar and Almighty, in a way. Uh, so that crossed me out, because I kept thinking, like, Yoshitatsu can't be the champion. <laughs> but he was the challenger in the match, and it was Omori and Mitsurei. Yeah, so the prestigious six-man titles continue to come in there. Um, they are a yeah. They sometimes get defended. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it doesn't matter, really. But it's an, it's crazy that Saki Akai is at an all-Japan date on her retirement. But, you know, like you said, you get Sakaguchi no Katani in there, I'll take it. Exactly. Um, outside of outside of all-Japan, but since you since you mentioned, mentioned um, that, that, that you are a big fan of Kengo, he's in, in Wave in, like, two weeks. Um, 
and then facing Kohaku, which is a cool matchup. I, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, Kohaku, that is my... Oh, I love that match. Kohaku is like my favorite on the indie Joshi scene. So i uh, always been a big fan of uh, Makoto Shindo, and now she gets to face Mashimo in what should be a, a fantastic match, uh, no so, doubt. Yes, but that's actually it for All Japan. Um, we move on to Glade, and Glade has like like one show, the second anniversary show this month, and especially they have a sumo show coming this month and uh, coming up next month. So we'll quickly talk about the Glade um, show that happened like this month, and then just preview the show. So um, I will just go through the undercard matches. Do you have like anything to say? You know, let me know because right, right. I do not really want to talk about most of these matches. Um, I understand. So we. We have the opener. It was uh, uh, Issei and uh, Yusuke Kodama defeating Junjei and Shigehiro uh, Irie. Then we have Galano Demal, uh, Hanoka and Quiet Storm defeating El Bendido, Emperor Azteca and Masada. Then we have the G Infinity title match. Um, the Voodoo Murders Junerei Saito defeating and retaining the belts against Kasayashi and Minoru Tanaka. I thought the match was actually quite solid. Then we have yeah, you know, I think uh, I just want to say one thing. Yeah. I, I do think people hate on the Saito brothers a lot, and sometimes for good reason with the Voodoo Murder stuff. But I think they're okay spot. Hopefully, they get the titles off them soon. But it it, it wasn't as terrible as people think. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I think I've kind of come around on that. I also want to shout out Junjay, uh, Chinese wrestler too, uh, yes. on there. So you get a Chinese Chinese wrestler on the show. Very cool that he gets a spot in, in Glade. Um, yeah, moving on, we had an eight women tag, uh, eight women match. It was Itsuki Awagi, Red Team, Hagane, Unagi Sayaka, and Yukari Hosogawa. They lost against uh, Michi, uh, Mich, uh, Miya- no, wait, it's 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 now Michiko or just Miyagi All Caps. It's one of both. I don't know which one. Oh, I, I on think- Twitter, I say stuff is real her full name in there, so I don't know, but she's a heel now, and, and, and like they've done a story yeah, she, with her, so she, she, she's she's now a heel. Um, let me look it up. Yeah, it, it, it was a solid match. I don't get what the plan is for this. Um, oh, to, to say, she, she teamed up with, with Oe, Janai, Kai, and Risa which is a totally random team. The match itself was quite, kind of, I don't know, I wasted my time watching this. <laughs> no, no disrespect. It, it just it takes a direction I don't want, don't want to, un- I don't understand because I thought, okay, they're bringing in now women's title with all the women, but now they're doing this weird stuff. Um, Seeing Unagi in this is like is like pretty cool because she helps you carry a lot in terms of gaining popularity and all of that. So I like that, at least with that. Um also shout out to Chinai Kai. She's coming over to uh coming over to Japan and Dan is staying there for like two months. Um which is Oh cool. cool. Yeah. It's Michiko all caps now. Ah, okay. Yeah, see that that's how you know someone's really a full heel when they go all caps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it fits to her role more. To, to like, but I don't get it. Um, when are we? When are we gonna see? When are we gonna see Peps all caps? I don't know. Hopefully never. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm now P. My account got suspended. Now I'm just P. Sad. <laughs> um, next up, we had a four free. Handicap losing mostly bad match. We had Bulk Orchestra winning the match. Jackson Matami, Hayato Tamura, Kasuma Sakamoto, and Kawata, uh, Kawakami defeating 60 seconds. 
uh, Jun and uh, Keishi Saito and Tetsuya Itsuhi, I thought the match was pretty good. I thought it was a pretty good match. Uh, 60 seconds getting the spider kind of makes sense considering they had like the, the, the saber was pretty much that. Uh, they had like nothing going on and wasted like all the potential yeah. they had when they started. Um, yes, that's true. This was such a stupid match though. <laughs> like you, you have so little care about. I mean, what you said is true. They don't, there's no purpose of it, but you couldn't even wait to just do a four on four match. I mean, no. why? <laughs> like, like, why, why, why? Like, why, why not? It's not like it mattered. You could even just have some logic behind this. They, they, they could have done easily just a three on three and put yeah. uh, Hayato, Hayato in another match or so, especially since, or like, or like they wait till this, uh, Till a sumo hall show and then just do the free with free and Hayato is doing the other stuff. Easily or you just have wait till Shiba comes back and do a four on four if you need to, to do it. Don't do four on three. I was just so annoyed by that. The, the work was not bad at all. I mean, all of these guys are good. Um, uh, you know, I love 60 seconds individually. I think all three of them are great performers, uh, very charismatic guys, good workers, great opening act guys. But like you said, they just didn't do anything with them. Bulk Orchestra. They were the main heel unit, but they got replaced by Black Generation pretty much. And, and, and yeah, overtaken. so it makes sense for them. Yeah, exactly. So, they're not yeah, kind of yeah, 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 exactly. Like now, now they're more like babyface uh, after everything, and they're setting up Tamara to go for the title, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. So I thought that the next match was Chihiro Ashimoto, Elena Men, and Kenta Mahara defeating Black, uh, BGI, Flamita, Katara, Suzuki, and Yotani. I think the match was really fun. The, the Kento, Elim, and Pikash match is a fantastic, a fun team. I thought to, to really get, get really, really good, it was a bit too short, but I'm happy with it. And I thought the match was good. Um, yeah, lots of fun. Yeah. Then I think the first match really worth talking about was the GRX title match, which was also the end of the Glade show, Glade part of the show after it was like the Runa part. I don't get it. It's the GRX title match, T-Hawk defending against Samoa Atanabe. Um, that was like the first really good match. Samoa has been approved. We have pointed out multiple times with, with Sanders, especially in Ward Show. Samoa approved a ton, and I think he deserved... And I think while I was concerned that he gets the spot, I think he totally killed it here and deserved, and showed why he deserves the spot. Uh, T-Hawk is an ace champ, just fits, and I think him and Tamura who's the next challenger in this world feels like a big thing and it's like the right decision to do, even though it's a main event. Yeah, we'll talk about that match in a little bit. Uh, I think Tiok is a great champion. Like he's done, He's been an underrated MVP player to me. Uh, if you look at that, what they've done, uh, they're unfortunately falling into the same pitfalls. I think they fell into Lindemann's uh, title reign, uh, separating the shows like this and not putting him in the main event. Uh, but I think the work was good here. This was my favorite match of the show, like, easily. In my opinion, I didn't think this is a very good show in, in general, to be honest, except for this match. And there was a couple that were good. But I, I thought this was a great match. Soma, to me, I've always felt like he could do matches like this and have this kind of potential. It's just in this potential, particular company, they never wanted to utilize him like that. And a T-Hawk had the same issue last year. If you look at T-Hawk's 2022 he really didn't do anything like worth note, you know, noting. It's not because he was bad and he suddenly improved this champion. It's because they weren't using him. And I think yeah. Soma is the same position. And when the company first started, 
he was one of their ace characters. Like before, before the first show, they were hyping him up. He's going to do all the stuff. He's going to be in MMA. He's going to be in UWF. He's going to be in the wrestling. He's the only guy doing it. This is our guy. Blah blah blah. Great look, you know. Great young, handsome guy. Can do a lot of high flying moves. Good seller. Uh, came in with the Wrestle One Dojo. He has everything it takes to be a guy. They just never have done anything with him until now. And thankfully, with this match, and especially against a guy the quality of T Hawk, he was able to prove that. Hey. I, you know, he can be a guy. It just depends on where they go from here. Cause I don't know what his future holds or anybody's future outside of, you know, a select few that they seem to be circling around, but this was a great match. I really liked it. Yeah, I will. I, I don't know how long the, the promotion is still a thing to be fair. <laughs> so <laughs> well, that's another question. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the part of, of the, of the, I don't know. I don't get why he was cleaning up, but I guess so. Then we start off with the UWF rule matches. Um, Maya Fukuda defeated Atsusa Inaba in 5 minute 5 via KO with the right high kick. Um, that was maybe my favorite match tonight. And it was not because of Maya Fukuda. I think... Okay, oh, yeah. how can I say it now in a nice way? I don't want to, don't want to stand her too much. She okay. just got outfighted by a 15-year-old. And he's doing a kickboxing well, match next month. I mentioned this Ooh. to Striga on the Eastern Larian about this particular match. Because what you said is absolutely true. Uh, I don't know if you've done any martial arts or anything like that or started kickboxing, but I have. Uh, and I made this point. Like, okay, so I'm trained in martial arts, right? I've done kickboxing sparring. I don't think I could suddenly just go into the octagon. <laughs> like, you're like, why, why would you think that? Okay, maybe she has had training. Maybe she wants to be a martial artist or a UFC fighter or whatever. What? What? Where is this mindset coming from? Where she needs to be a, a kickboxer or an MMA fighter? Why does she think that? Because she's actually a talented wrestler. It's just, why do you think you could face MMA fighters? What makes you think that, Maya Fukuda? Where's the, the evidence? The thing is, I think she has. She looked the best in the in the Glade MMA show in the kickboxing fight she had compared to the others because she was the only one who got a split decision. But yeah, but look but at what happened to the others. Yeah, it's 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 like I don't know. Maybe I I don't know her opponent because I do not know much about MMA. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. I, I don't as know. As long her, as but... she has, if she comes out somehow as a victory, I'm I'm taking everything back. But she, at least to me, either, I mean, of course, you cannot compare um, MMA matches to, to or like, like kickboxing fights to yeah. WWF matches. But yeah. there were, like, times at the beginning, at least, where where Atsusa was, like, really close to shoot, knock her out. <laughs> there, there was, like, I don't know what it was. If it was, like, a, a slap or was, like, a kick at the beginning where, like, Fukuda was meant to block it, but her hand wasn't up in time, so it, like Atsusa like pretty much hit her in the face with it, like multiple spots of that, and especially at the beginning. So I thought, I don't know, maybe she should just st stick with wrestling, but who cares? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like that's my point. Is like you can't go halfway in the MMA world. You ha it has to be your life, or you're going to get just just pummeled at the end of the day. And I fear that is going to be her fate. And like you said, even in this match, Inaba had much more technique like, to her than, than Fukuda did in terms of just the way she approached this. 
But yeah. uh, in the end, Fukuda did get the win. But yeah, and Inaba, Ina, it's not like that. Inaba is like trained in kickboxing MMA. She's trained. She's a. I think yeah. she competes national level in karate, and of course, like should say enough about that she's legend, but of course karate is something yeah. else and fighting in MMA is fights and everything. And she looked for me far better there. And I think uh, I need to say she has a shit ton of potential. She's better than her sister was at the beginning of her career. And if she like figures everything out, it's it's over. Then just about has like two of the most promising promising stars in the entire Joshi's scene. If they yeah, can her, her... Her sister is a tremendous uh, wrestler already, too. So to see her come through, totally agree with you. She's got tons of upside. Um, and like you said, I mean, a great uh, a karate player uh, in, in her own right. We have to give her respect, too. Even though she is 15, she's still very legit, like you said. And uh, we have to give her that to be on a national level. Um, but, you know, I, we'll talk about the MMA stuff on the, on the Glade Show. But I will say, of the three matches, this was, the to me, the best UWF match uh, of the three. Yeah, definitely. Uh, part of it was that the next match, Karasato versus uh, Shinya Aoki uh, uh, and Shinya Aoki versus Ayato Yoshida and Yusuka was, it was boring to me. But simply is, I think that UWF matches are not meant to go 20 minutes. I I, I like them the most when they're like 5 to 10 minutes long and they just beat the living crap out of each other and just end it then. So I think that was kind of a bit too long and I don't know. Maybe, maybe they seem to like like didn't really try in the middle. I like them like like more fast paced. Me, doesn't I... help that Ayato Yoshida and Yuisuka are not board UWF wrestlers. Like, especially Yoshida. Like, uh, Izuka, I think, is a talented uh, wrestler in this style. But, I mean, the match you're talking about that you liked was Sato versus Aoki at the tournament, which was like a five-minute match and had a tremendous finish yeah. and, and, and had excitement to it and cool stuff. I think nowadays, that's why you're going to have to approach these matches in general. It's going to have to be really quick-paced matches um, just for the audience. I mean, I am a fan of... I was a huge fan. I had every single ring show in existence on my hard drive at one point, including the grungy like shows from Russia and Australia, like the ring show. I loved that style, UWFI and rings. The problem is, is that style's been dead for 20 years. So you're going to have to do stuff uh, to to make it more palatable. And to me also, I watch these matches as a fan of that style. I'm looking for technique. And things like that. More so, I don't watch these matches the same as like uh, T-Hawk and Soma or the six-man tag, which were both good in different ways. I watch these for technique. And Yoshida just so, so out of his element here. I thought he did a very poor job uh, in, in this ultimately. And you can even see, I think Aoki was kind of like <laughs> laughing at his attempts <laughs> at that times in there. And obviously, Aoki's like a legit... Like, he could beat everybody on the roster probably all at once in an MMA fight. Uh, he's, like, one of the legends of Japanese MMA. But still, Yoshida was way out of his element. And I thought, man, what happened to him? I remember he used to be a great worker. And I'm going to give him another chance on the, the All Japan show. And I hope he does good things. Because I, I always think of him as this great prospect. It's been years. He's not really a prospect anymore. But I still think of him as a good worker. And he didn't just get to show it here. I still, I think I like this match more than most everybody else, though. Because I could tolerate the time a lot better. And in general, I think my fandom and my style and things I like, I tolerate long matches a lot better than I, I think most people. So I, 
I thought it was okay. Like, not a terrible match like some people thought it was, but not the top of the style by, by any stretch of the imagination. Yes, definitely. And I have a similar opinion on the main event. The main event was Takenori Ito defending his Lydic Lathe title for the first time, and the only time, <laughs> against Fujita Jr. Yeah. Hayato. I can say the same thing here about what, what we just said about Yoshida. I think I'll Ito's totally just not a shoot fighter. Yeah. I mean, there was times where he was, like, f- trying to fumble through an arbor like, counter that he was trying to do, and it was just like, oh, man, come on. <laughs> like, you, like, you can't do that in, in this style. You have to show more. Like, you can't be that sloppy and, and just fumbling through stuff. And he's a good wrestler like an in-ring guy, like if you put him in a regular division, I don't know why they're so obsessed with him as a UWF guy, other than I guess maybe he wants to do it. Or, I mean, I don't know, because I thought he was so out of his element here. I thought he really dragged this match down uh, in, in general. And, and Hayato, it's fun when, you know, Fujita can just pop people, like kick hard. He can do that. And Ito did kind of get into it a little bit with that. But when they were trying to do the technical stuff, it just totally... I was totally out on this match when Ito was doing that stuff. It really brought it down, in my opinion. Yeah, I have the feeling Ito tries to to make these UWF matches normal wrestling matches. I, I don't know if that makes sense. I think it was the tournament final, but like entire finishing yeah. finishing stretch was like a real wrestling match, pretty much between him and and, and uh, Shinya Hoki. So I'm like, I mean, I hope he's now out of the division, and I'm glad they they instantly got it that he's not the right champion for that. But at the same yeah. time, they did it now twice. They For the second time, the, the, the first champion is losing the belt at V1. And it's so stupid. They did it with the tag belts before. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, I totally agree. And now totally they did it agree. again. I mean, Fujita Shunei Hayato, this champion, is fantastic because it means we get more matches of him, especially matches that we can see. Um, well, it doesn't really help the belt. And of course... Ito because the late guys are always losing for some reason. <laughs> I think that's a big reason why because if you look at the reviews of this match and even Striga on my show, he said this was a match of the year level match and I think a big part of that is people are just very happy and excited to see Fujita uh, wrestle after you know all of his real life struggles and he's a tremendous talent, everybody knows that but I mean compare this match to that Michinoku pro tag he had imagine if they'd switched Yoshida and, and like in the semi-main event tags, like they switched Yoshida and Fujita. That match could have probably been on that same level, but instead, it's like he's against the guy out of his element, and it just didn't work for me. And even though he, I have nothing bad to say about Fujita's performance, I thought he's good. Uh, obviously, trained by Kid Yamamoto, a legendary MMA fighter, he's legit as well, uh, and he's a great choice to be the champion. But what you said is so true. Why couldn't he have just been in the tournament and win the tournament if that's what you wanted to do? Why did you? Why did we put Ito as a champion just to lose right away? It looked like a goof. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because they never planned to give Hayato the belt before they announced the match. (laughs) Yes, I mean you're probably exactly right. Uh, At the end of the day, Pep, what you said is so true. At the end of the day, but Ito, I was always against winning the tournament because I think he was the worst of the the fighters in terms of UWF style. Um, But at the end, I guess they pulled the plug. He, he needed to win the tournament because otherwise, the moment he was in the final, he needed to win the tournament just because it would have been stupid to, to lose another big match. 
But now it yeah. does not really matter because he instantly lost the first defense. So why, does, <laughs> why bother? Well, they gave him a crumb. <laughs> We're not even giving you the whole loaf. We're going to give you some crumbs here of this bread. So, uh, and, and look and look at where he's going now in, in his career. Well, yes. And I think the talking point, when it was announced, I tweeted out on Twitter, they are, I, I didn't flat out say that I was stupid, but I pretty much said that. What are you doing is big risk because Clayt is doing a, a Ryo Goku, yes, a sumo hall show on next Friday. Fri why Friday? Yeah, well, because they don't need, do not need to pay like the full rent. Yeah, so yes, they yes. can understand. So, and we have now the full card, and I think the card is definitely interesting to say at least. We start off with the two opening matches, and both of them are the. Um, are the I think there's a pre-show match. I don't know if you can even see it with the young family, but I do not have it ready. So I will just start with the with the MMA fight. We have a kickboxing rule match. Three x three minutes. Uh, Maya Fukuda against Now. I do not know anything about Now, so I cannot say if she's good or not. Um, if we judge with what um what 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 Fukuda has done in the last fight, um. She will have a good showing, but I think she's definitely not winning this. My hope is she's not getting knocked out. That would be the worst case if she get knocked out. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, what if it was like now Date of uh, the Date sisters <laughs> that Ice Room had had uh, for a while? <laughs> uh, uh, bring, bring back the Date sisters. Uh, there, that, that's my call to that. But I think this is somewhat different though. Um, I did look up something. I think she actually did have like a, a fight not that long ago. Now did, but she's only got like one or two, I think, if, if I remember. But uh, this is very shaky information uh, as it is anyway. Like you said, very low level kickboxer, uh, MMA fighter right now, just getting off the ground. So if you're going to do something, I guess you want to hope and pray that this gives Fukuda a chance. Uh, but I mean, yes. I... I'm predicting a knockout here for, for in now's favor at the end of the day. Uh, we will see what happens, but I, I honestly think we, we're going to talk about the next match. I think it's not impossible that these aren't the main events of, of, of this show, like the with the way they separate the cards. I think the obvious think answer now, would be... I think yeah. they are promoting it as the opening matches. Okay, well, that, that, that's good then, because I mean... The guy, he's actually been around for a while, like in the, in the men's match versus Zuchi. Um, but yeah, I, I, I feared that could be a main event, but that's a good thing that they're, they're doing that. But yeah, I think Fukuda's going to lose. Yeah, 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 likely. So um, I, I found I found a pre-show match, actually. It's Issei and Yusuke Kodama against Yuya Suzume and JD Lee, I think it is. I think that's that's the, the, the pre-show match, which is a solid match. Nothing to really bother about. But yeah, the second MMA match is um, uh, three rounds, five minutes each. It's Tetsuya, Tetsuya Itsuhi against Akihiro Gono. And from what I know, he is a former Bellator USC Pride Pancrase fighter. Um, well, he's like 48. And he seemed to like like fight till till the mid nineties, right? I do not know anything about um, about MMA, so correct me if I'm wrong. 
Yeah, I'm not a huge MMA fan, but I mean, his peak was in the 90s. And then he, he still did stuff, but it was always like in really small stuff. Uh, his last UFC fight was in 2009 uh, at, the, at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, and, but he was in Bellator a little bit after that as well, which is a big show, kind of. Uh, his last fight, I'm looking at his was against, fight page. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was 2019. Was against, yeah, against Yuki Kondo, who was the one that that, that defeated Itsuki in the last MMA show. So yeah, it, it, look, he's going to destroy Izuchi in this match. Like, there's no question yeah. in my mind. Like, this is a legit dude, even at 48. Uh, like, Izuchi is screwed. I, I don't know why they agreed to this, but Itsuki had no chance against Yuki Kondo and watched the fight. He had no chance. Like, didn't and he's he another guy. He's like 48. Yeah, yeah, he got yeah, destroyed yeah. in that contest. And this he is gonna be just no a match. chance. So, uh, yeah, we can just hope that he's somewhat not getting, somewhat doesn't get knocked out. But well, you know. So. Yeah, we we just hope he, he probably will get knocked out. We just hope that he doesn't get hurt. Like in the in the last fight where you lose a guy, it's a big injury. Like he's in a bloody mess. I mean, it was bad. Like him versus Kondo got it was bad, and, and this is not going to be any better. What are they doing with this? Why why are they doing this? Yeah, it, it, it's, it makes him look like it, it never helped when, yeah. when pro wrestlers fought MMA and actually like, like lost all the time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, moving on because otherwise I need beat get hyped yeah. mm-hmm. about booking this. Yeah. We have the yeah. Quiet Storm Pro Wrestling 25th Anniversary Special Match, and this match cannot get much better. It's Masakatsu Funaki. He's not even working in UWF match. He's working a normal match. Quiet Storm and Kasuma Sakamoto. Whatever. Why ever we are doing this. Against Yuji Hino. Issei. Wait. Is Issei in two matches or is Kurulov wrong? He's like, no. He's in two matches? Or is Kurulov wrong? Oh, I don't know. I hope Kurulov... Let me check. I hope they're right. Yeah, but it's um, Issei, um, Yuchi Hino, and Takemichi Noki. Of course it's Takemichi Noki. <laughs> Nobody knows how Takemichi Noki get these spots out of Takemichi Noki. It's the magic of Taka. We we can't question it. Well, yeah, it's... I mean, it's it's a cool match from the 25th anniversary, I guess. But it's like like nothing anyone needs to look forward to. I mean... No. It's cool for Quiet Storm to get that kind of match. But... Yeah, I mean, it's Nothing fun for me need. as I, I like, Hey Dojo is one of the first promotions I, I saw. You get a lot of their guys in this match, pretty much. And uh, we'll see who the, the mystery uh, guy, or if it will be Onitsuka. Like, like who will it be? Issei yeah. or somebody else? It's, 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 it's Issei and um, Masato Kamino as an open in a dark ah, match. Okay. That okay. Yeah, I mean it's it's a solid match. Um, it continues to be solid with the eight women women's tag match. Um, it's again Risa Sarah, Michiko, all caps Michiko, Awai and Junai Kai against Unagi Sayaka, Yukari Hosokawa, Dash uh, Shisako and Kyoko Inoue. Why why this team? I don't know. Nothing makes sense. Um, I think the face just... finally. Get- we had pretty much we, the same match with better wrestlers. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. We just saw this match. The only difference is Dash is in here now. Uh, at the end of the day, overriding Hagane, which I mean, Dash is cool. I, I I'm not against. I'm a big fan of Dash Chisako. But in this match, we just saw the same match. What is this going to accomplish? Uh, sumo Hall payoff for some people. Like that. That's it. Yeah, I simply would have done just the Michiko. I mean, they likely want the star power, but they would just would have done Michiko and Aoi versus Unagi and Yukari and just Yukari pins Michiko. But who knows what I'm planning to do? It's it's weird. Um, the next match is well, not much better. I mean, it's 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 likely one of the better undercard matches, which should, should say enough. It's Katamihara, uh, Shingiru Irie, Junji, and Jack Hardwheel against Katara Suzuki, Hartley Jackson, Keiji Sato, and Yutani. I mean, it's a sort of match. I don't know why he booked Kentamihara for such a big show and he's like an eight-man yeah. tag. What a stupid move that is. But uh, I am happy that Junji getting a sumo shot and teaming with Kento here. Yes. I mean, I just, I can't fathom about this company more than anything else. No disrespect to these people at all. Like, I have nothing against Janai Kai, Jack Cartwheel, uh, any of the luchadors that they bring in, why do they use this money to fly these random people and that make no difference like to the show at all? I just I don't understand it. Like I don't understand Glate's business model of booking people at all. It's it's insane to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 kind of I don't know. I I don't get it. I think they would just try. It's not like it's it's not like it's it's. it's they bring in name value with with the outsiders. It just they bring oh, him yeah. in to have him in to feel special, it, or whatever. Exactly, and it costs money to fly from U.S. to, to you know Japan or Mexico to Japan. That's going to add up when you have five guys coming over. Uh, you know, like at the end of the day per show, it's like why? Like, what is Jack Cartwheel going to bring to the table here that you couldn't have gotten from a local guy? Uh, you know, I mean, it's again nothing against him at all. I just don't understand the business model behind it. They're just, they're just like throwing away money, it's, it seems like. But, you know, with Shima involved, can you be surprised? No. We, we have a UWF rules match for Chicha Junior Hayato and Yu Isuka teaming against Minoru Suzuki and Jin Aoki. I would guess that, 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 that ends up being with Aoki challenging Hayato for a curriculum hall or something like that. I don't know why Hayato is not defending his belt on the show. I don't even think Late knows. I don't even think Hayato knows. So, it, it that's gonna be yeah. a cool match. It's 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 pretty much the kind of the same. I hope it's better than the tag match we had at the anniversary show. But yeah, it's gonna be good. Uh, I hope. I hope so. I mean, I I really love Izuka. He's he's one of my favorite guys. Uh, on the roster, but he's gonna go down here. He's like he's uh, one of the others are gonna knock him out or tap him out. And uh, like you said, that'll set up a match for Fujita, and it should be good. Like I mean, this match could be good overall. Yes, and of course we have the Ultra Junior One Night Dream match: Kasayashi, Minoru Tanaka, and the return match of Shima. I don't think anyone noticed that Shima's not wrestling anymore. Against Hiromu Takahashi, Atsuki Awagi, and Jun Tonshu. What a wild and weird matchup. Who like this? No, I I didn't get it. I mean, it's cool to see Hiromo in the card and he's going to sell some tickets. Same for Itsuki. Um I think the shocking part about this is actually that Hiromo is wrestling on a show, on the same show as Kodibushi. 
which which that's true. Which should say enough about that. Okay, at least the Kurebushi New Japan stuff is not as bad as as it looked like at the beginning, which is a good mm-hmm. thing. But I mean, the six man tag is is pretty solid. Kazayashi, Tanaka, and Shima's like, like, I mean, they're all above Destiny, uh, like, above, like, they're kind of washed at this point. So, I don't know if I look, will look forward to it, but it seems like it, it should be one of the better matches of the show. Yeah, and I think you're going to have a hungry guys in uh, Atsuki and Tancho to make this work, even though Tancho is probably going to take the fall <laughs> in, in this match. Overall, Shima can't go without getting a win for himself here. Although he, I mean, he lost to Anzai in all Japan. Maybe he'll take a fall here uh, for some reason. I, I don't know. Who knows? Like, who cares? Like, what what difference does it make? We just have to hope that it's a good thing. And like you said, listen, Hiromu on Dragon Gate definitely helped Kobe World, and yeah. Desperado I think helped uh, Peter Pan as well for DDT. I think having New Japan guys on your show will automatically bump you, no matter who it is. And Hiromu is a star. Like, they're one true junior star. So I do think this is going to be a draw for some people to see him interact with these legendary players. Yes, definitely. So and then we come to the big matches. Well, G-Infinity title matches. Yeah, big match. Against Ryuchi Kawakami and Galeno de Mall. No. that That's not <laughs> even a Kurken match. Like, I get the story that they... That's, um, that that ball could be generate side so bringing now the, the big guy they have in their stable to 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 out to outpower and out muscle them and all of that and i would guess that it's the title change but really bulk again come on yeah you just summed it up perfectly i mean this is all about giving I mean, listen he's popular he's this big fat guy that they brought in uh and the uh, interesting luchador but like you said back to this same like we're spinning our wheels here in this g infinity division and the saito brothers it's not like they're lighting the world on fire or anything but like you said is this even a corkwin title match i don't know but this is what we, this is what they decided to give it us they said glate fans this is what you get bulk uh, galeno del mall and kawakami and the fans will probably be into Galeno, and I think that'll make this work. But I do not expect a good match at all out of out of this no. pairing. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird because they have actually good tag teams. I think they even have good tag teams at Bulk, but that, I don't know. I think yeah. something something else would have been more interesting with these two. There, um, but yeah. Well, speaking of Bulk, I think. The G-Rex title match is likely the, my most anticipating match on the entire show. It's oh, yeah. T-Hawk yeah, defending against, against Hay- Hayato Tamura. Um, T-Hawk has been our champion for like 110 days or something. and Yeah, just short of four months. Short of four months, yeah. And he should lose that. Yeah. like this, I, I, it, He should lose that, definitely. I, and I don't it, think he will. If they have any sense, they use this show to elevate one of their guys. But that's that's the question. Do they have any sense? Like we don't know that because yes, this is the yes they they do, but they have a different mind of putting people over. And we'll come to that in the main event. <laughs> well, well, I, their mindset for putting him over needs to be he wins the title on on this show. Like that yeah. is the only mindset that makes sense uh, for this. Even though I love T Hawk, I'm a big fan of his. I think he's a great champion. 
I have no issues with him at all. But this is the only time you are going to be in Sumo Hall. You can't blow it and not put your guys over. <laughs> like, you have to do something with somebody and not have them get killed by MMA fighters. Like, this is the only one you have a chance to. So it has to be him. Like, but, uh, like yeah, you said, maybe Theoncora. It's like on his way to break out as a single star. Oh, absolutely. He was the guy, Peg, as soon as he walked... He was, you know, yeah, he was the first challenger of Lineman in the tournament final. When Lineman won the belt. And he has not challenged since. He's a great wrestler. He has a great look. He has a ton of charisma. If they are serious about him, which they seem to are, because otherwise he would not get that spot. Shima would have just given Lineman a spot if if he doesn't try it. If yeah. he doesn't believe in him. So him getting this spot should say enough, and he should win. And I hope he does. I feel bad for Tiok because I think Tiok's reign should go longer than one of the ten days. But you are now in a situation where Tamura winning is bigger than T-Hawk holding the belt for longer. And I think it was exactly. just a straight up bad decision not to give him the belt. So I expect him to lose. I I agree. Like, this is your only chance, like, to be in Sumo Hall. Just like I said, like, the, the, this is it. You can't do this again. Like, you're not going back to Sumo Hall again with how you run your company right now. I've got news for you. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Um, you know, you say you no. I expect everything from them. Exactly. Like the, the road to success is a long road for them. Like you know, if they turn everything around magically, but this is your chance to make somebody. Like this is your only chance. As soon as he walked through the door, I knew Hayato Tamara couldn't be the ace of this company. Uh, you know, he has everything it takes. And when he walked through the through the door, and just you know, did some great things. He's done some great things. He was a zero one champion. That turned into a big mess uh, when it was 0-1 and yeah. late. But he should be a top star in the company. Like you said, fantastic look. He carries himself like a champion. He has something you can't teach in him that he can be. He has an ace status about him. And he's a great wrestler on top of it. Great tag run with him and Czech, uh on there. Yeah, There's no and better it, way to put him in there. And also... Um... Bulk is really hot right now. They're like really popular, yeah. so it would also push down. I mean, yeah. I don't know anything about the numbers and stuff, but I would believe at least they're one of the top merch sellers since they have a shit ton of merch and pretty much do the opening yeah. promo every show. So yep. they are beloved, so just do it. And I hope they do. Yeah, absolutely. But we'll see if they do. But I'm with you. I hope it, but I don't know if it'll happen. Yes, and moving on to the main event, it's announced to be the main event, which is, is, is bad, but I can understand. But I can understand why. It's a five v five super premium elimination match. Tekanori Ito, Soma Watanabe, Illuminate, Jack Shimatami, and Kato Ishida teaming up against Sushi Shikawa, Daisuke Sakimoto, Kagane Shinao, Yomihito Inamori, and Kota Ibushi. What the hell? <laughs> Let me tell you something, Peps. Here's what this match is. This is Kota Ibushi getting all of his old buddies a payday. This has nothing to do. There's no logic behind it. There's no putting anybody over. It's not about match quality. It's not about the fans. It's about Ibushi getting his old friends a payday in Super Bowl, which they will never do. Maybe Ishikawa could uh, on, on some of their shows, but none of the others will ever tr- sniff Sumo Hall ever again. And this is their chance. And Ibushi has secured that from him. And Glate has decided to put that above 
anything they could actually do that would be good on, on their show. I like what I like about it. Um, uh, what I, what I like about it is um, they said um, Ibushi said yeah he he decided to, to bring in Daisuke Sakimoto because he's unbeatable and no one pins him. He got pinned the day before by Tristan Archer in Big Japan. By Tristan <laughs> Archer. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Ibushi. Who are you fooling right, right now? What about Imanari? He's the, then he tried to say it was about 40s, and then he's not even 40. Imanari. Yeah. But he acts uh, like an old guy, he said, Ibushi said. I, I don't really get this. I mean, I mean, I can understand what Clyde is trying to achieve here. They think, okay, we are putting in five of our guys against Kari Ibushi, and it, it will ele elevate them. And I'm pretty sure some of them will get pinned. Uh, I'm pretty sure that that, that Lindemann is getting is pinning one or two guys. I think Ito is likely pinning one. Ishida is definitely pinning one. But if this match doesn't end up with one of the late guys pinning Kota Ibushi, then there's something wrong with this. Yeah, and I just I can't imagine that happening. <laughs> when I when I look at this list of names, who would Ibushi lose to? Of the five, just... he's not rough, losing man. to 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 someone check. I mean, yeah. the only chance is really Lindemann, but I don't see it. Yeah, he's, no, he's, he's Lindemann's. Yeah, Lindemann's I, not going to pin him. Okay, the, the question even is: Are they even pinning three of them? Because if if it is over the top rope, I could see Ishikawa and Daisuke Sakimoto getting eliminated over the top rope, but they are yeah. not getting pinned. <laughs> I think Ito. Would be the only one I think they would that Ibushi and maybe Ishida, maybe like and I think Ito's the only one with a realistic chance. I just I look at this match and it feels like this show's going off the air with Ibushi standing tall with his friends. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and, and, and I can understand it. It's like the only way how they getting him. And exactly, yeah. As long as long. Um, as long as um, what what's um, as long as Kodaibushi draws a good number, it's all worked for Kalate in in the short run, at least. That's yeah, for the short the run. Thinking. Is... Yeah, that's the thinking behind it. Because um, I said to to I said to Ash, I think, and to to Sandre, um, everything above two K is a good number for them compared to what I expect, and everything above two point five K is great. The thing is, normally, the problem is they invested so much money in this with paying Cody Bushi, flying over all these Mexican guys. Everything above 5k is likely they make zero profit and only lose money. That that show is a money lose, and they know it. I have zero clue. Like, like zero clue what they're trying to achieve with this show, with this lineup, and anything. And I'm glad they did get Cody Bushi because otherwise, without Cody Bushi, this show would have not gotten 2K. Not even close to it. I don't even know if they now get 2K attacks. I think that Ibushi, this is his first, back, first match back in Japan in years. I think that will mean something. To the fans, and I do. I think this show is going to be successful. Actually, I think it may do better th than we might yes. expect. But th that's the thing. This show, 
where they go afterwards. My fear is this show is a great success. And like you said, they're going to lose money no matter what. Like, there's no way they're going to get enough to uh, you know, justify all that they're doing. The MMA guys are not coming in cheap either uh, that they're bringing in. They see this show be successful and they think, well, we're doing everything right. And then we go on and the months go by and suddenly that red line keeps getting darker and darker. And suddenly someone at Lydette says, we can't keep doing this. And then, you know, like what happens then? There's the, they, they're not going to be able to afford to do this again if this if this keeps up. So they need, they would have been so smarter. If they were just going to have somebody lose, I think it would have been a lot smarter just to have a singles match with Ibushi to make that a big, big deal uh, overall than the five on five. But like you said, I, I really think that this was a Ibushi getting what he wanted at the end of the day. This was the match he wanted, not the be- one that's best for business or, or anything like that. I think they just did what it took to get him. And now we're going to see what fruits that bears, but I'm not confident. I am. I think this show will do good with Hiromu there with Ibushi coming back with his first match. I think this will be a successful show, but I don't the think Kirk- that will mean. Yeah. Good things in the future. The current can after is the deciding factor. Like if they if they struggle to to go close to one thousand, normally after that show, the next character needs to be over one thousand, and they will not do that. I'm pretty sure, because if there's no Ibushi and no Hiromu, who cares about that? Like like nobody will care about these guys after they are presented like that. Yep, I I agree. The only hope is going to be if Tamara wins the title, and that's a match that creates a lot of buzz. Yes. Yes, but I don't think exactly. Like we're we're hoping, like you know, we're hoping it's not a realistic no, but, option. But, but, just but, we're hoping. But, but even if we win, so I don't think that it moves many people as much as we might. No, it would have to be something a match where that captures the imagination. Like the, he doesn't just win; he wins in a match that's like on the cover of Shoe Bro. Like you know, it's, it's something truly spectacular. The crowd rallies behind him. Nobody could have expected it. That that's the most over match on the show. That like, or, it would take something we don't expect. expect. Yeah, or they just throw in and Kota Ibushi challenges for any belt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, we'll see. Uh, then if they if they can afford that, I mean, they, they clearly, they clearly at least for right now don't care about losing money. At the end of the day, Lidette has shown and proven that they do not care about that. So maybe they say, "Screw it!" <laughs> like we've already gone this far down. Maybe if we keep pushing this Ibushi angle we can get more out of it. But I mean, I mean, I, we saw him in AEW in the bloody guts match. We saw him at blood sport. This does not look like the same man who we, we saw five years ago win the, the title in new Japan. Like, you know, I don't know how much gas is left in his tank to, to be honest. Uh, just watching him wrestle. I don't know. I don't know how much you could get out of that. Overall, like even if that does happen, they just say screw it. He's going to challenge for the title. We're putting Ibushi in. We don't care. I just I don't know. I just don't know how long this hype around him can last. But and for his sake, where else is he going to go in, in Japan for his price? Besides running his own deal that he always talks about but never happens ultimately. Well, we can go through the promotions. We have New Japan. He's not wrestling New Japan. We have DDT. From what we know, the last time he was not on good terms with DDT. Yeah, he publicly said he would not go back there. All Japan is can all Japan cannot pay him. They, they, they can't anything afford be, that. Anything below cannot afford him. 
So the only promotion is pro wrestling Noah. The problem, the problem is Noah uh, signed Kiguchi. Yeah, so that's all, also out of play. So there's like yeah, yeah. no <laughs> yeah. one. It's it, it's yeah. it's like he needs to work late, and he knows that. Like late also knows that. That's why they got him because he has yep. no other place to go. The only thing he can either do is starting his own promotion, which I don't think he will. No. Doing produced shows, which I think is likelier. Yeah. Or he goes full time to America, which he doesn't want to do. Yeah, he said that he doesn't want to do that. So, so yeah, that's another thing. And you know, the only thing is, I don't think it's impossible. I don't think it'll happen right away. Don't don't get me wrong. I don't think it's an impossible. Let's say another year or two goes down the line. Let's say he does his produce shows and does these glade shows here and there, and he realizes, damn. Like what happened? Like what have I done with my life <laughs> that I'm doing this? And then suddenly, New Japan says, "Damn it, we need a spark." I don't think it's impossible that Ibushi doesn't go back one day to New Japan. Like even after everything that happened, they constantly tried to patch things up, at least to the point of not blowing. Because you know there was all that rumors about all those rumors about could he launch a, a whistleblower video that ruins the industry or something like that. A lot of people were speculating. Uh, they always they got to together where they wouldn't talk about each other publicly. Uh, if you remember him and I think it was uh, Kidani, it may have been, it may have been, I forget who it was, but a top executive in New Japan. They were actually pictured sitting together at the fight last year, the one that sold out. Yeah, home, like they yeah, yeah. Uh, so like they were pictured together for that. I don't think it's impossible that one day he doesn't come back. It may not even be for a long run, but I do think he may come back what, what someday to New Japan. I will say that. Yeah, and I think it's likely. It's more than likely, to be honest. Um, because in the end, well, like, like, like in the end, it's just New Japan is the best paying, yeah. best paying promotion, and it's the only promotion where he can go back and actually get the money he likely wants to. Exactly. Like that's these are his only options. So like it's right right now, it's probably not going to happen. You know, like but. A year or two down the line, who even we were talking about it up there. Who's to say Glade is even around in a year or two? Like if this, if they keep going how they're going, you know, then then what? And that's what we have to look at. Well, yeah, it, correct. I mean, we were talking about that that even like promotions like New Japan were like close to closing down two years ago, and yep. they were losing a shit ton of money, and they still do. Who knows yep. how much like. The thing about Glade is, I don't know what Lidded is doing, especially. I think they're doing like, like some, some kind of stuff. But the guy behind it is, has definitely a shit ton of money. Yes. So, and, But who's, who's to say there isn't some kind of change in that company one day where the, the, this is all speculation. There's no, I'm not even talking about anyone specifically, but let's just say one day comes where the vice president gets fired or something. And they hire a guy that sees this, and he has no, no connection to wrestling or this company at all. And he says, "What the hell is this? Like we're losing, <laughs> like we're so far in the red with this Glate thing. Why are we doing this? Like we have to change." And things don't go down. Like that could happen in any business, honestly. You know, even so, like Cyber Fight or or Bushi Road. Like there's no there's we don't know what will happen in the business world. I mean, look at the thing or for all we know, somebody could get involved in something shady. Look at Shir Shiraishi recently, like the former mm -hmm. All Japan owner. He, he got arrested. 
these things are all out of everybody's control and we don't know what's going to happen. So that could change. And it feels like with this company in particular, if there is a change, if there's one change and somebody doesn't like it, that could tip the scale in a negative way. So we're on shaky ground. I think we, I think we can all agree right now when it comes to Glade. Yeah. Um, the, the, the thing is just, um, I don't know. The, 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 the thing is just with the promotion is that like, like the money guy, behind it just need to say no no i'm not putting in any money like it happened it happened the same happened with noah back then when lit it uh, yep. the, they said no i'm not gonna not gonna put in any more money and it just needed to sell and it's good thing good to add it like the chance that this is gonna happen soon it's pretty high and it's concerning because of course there's a lot of jobs in there um and I hope for the promotion, like like for the workers there, that they don't all get laid off. And I hope they find something in the long run where the promotion somehow makes money. The current the current situation is not good. And they know it. I hope they know it. Because otherwise, I mean, Shima doesn't care because he can just go to Mexico or just talk to another money guy that gives him all the money. <laughs> and the, the, the strong hearts strong guys don't need to bother anyway. But like there's a shit ton of people there, they're pretended on, on Glade paying them, and I hope for them it's working out well. Not saying that, I... that we heard something or anything because no, we didn't. But just everyone with 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 two eyes and has some kind of understanding of the business knows that they they do not make any kind of money. And I want to say this: I'm not a fan of this show that they put together, how they built it up. But I like their shows. I like Glate. Their shows are the easiest of any company to watch. They're always there on YouTube. I like watching their shows, and I like that this company exists, even if they do stuff I don't like a lot of the times. Because the wrestling is all good. All of the wrestlers try hard and work hard and, and do their best. And they deserve an opportunity for that. We saw where things were at. Hey, remember when Wrestle 1 closed down? Half of these guys were, you know, going no nowhere. Now they have a spot that's le somewhat legitimate, you know, going in there. Kawakami, he was just completely floundering in big Japan. Uh, you know, like this is giving people opportunities to, to go places. The company has a role in the Japanese wrestling scene. It's just not managed properly. And like you said, I mean, even go back to that Open the Voice Gate show with Jay, Jay Church on there. And he mentioned them specifically that he's basically said, look, they don't care about losing money right now, but that yeah. might not always last. There may be somebody who does care about losing money that comes in there, and that could change everything. And like you said, that's not anything we we've heard from inside or anything. We just we're just logical, <laughs> you know. At the end of the day, you just have to be logical to see that. So I hope that doesn't happen. I'm totally with you. I like their company, even as a fan. Let alone on the moral side, not wanting people to lose jobs. I think they are good for wrestling in general in Japan. But I just I hope that they make some better decisions and things can improve in the future yes and yeah I, I i think we will just just end it here with the talk because otherwise we just i lose brain cells thinking about how stupid this business is run <laughs> <laughs> yes and then we we did a good we did a full preview talked about the shows it was good good stuff there yeah and well like like so, so coming to an end um you you can promote everything you want um 
course, where can find people you on Twitter? Where can people listen to your work, podcasts, whatever? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Viva underscore zero. Uh, shout out to uh, my favorite Joshi wrestler, Ray of all time. Rest in peace. Our anniversary of our death coming up at the end of next month, too. Uh, so big thinking about that a lot. Uh, follow me on there. You talk about wrestling all over the place. Uh, Eastern Lariat is my main show. It talks about all of the world of Japanese wrestling. We're covering G1 all the time. It's G1 all the time right now. But N1 is coming up. Uh, me and Sandre, we've mentioned him a few times. We're doing stuff on Stardom on my Patreon. Eastern, uh, Patreon.com slash Eastern Lariat, uh, which we cover all the shows. We made a full predictions. Uh, they've all went up in flames with the, the injuries to Saya Kamatani. Um, you know, for at least for Sandre, I actually didn't pick her, but she was a favorite, obviously. Uh, we talk about that a lot on there. Um, Lucha Talk, we do a show every month. We're going to do a show about Triple Mania in Mexico City. Uh, we did one about Tijuana last month. Uh, so we're doing all that stuff there. Uh, Russell Update is going to come back soon, talking about SummerSlam. I'm going to do a preview with somebody, and uh, me and Scott should cover that. And uh, then AEW can be up with big shows later uh, with All In, All Out. Uh, so lots of good stuff coming up in the world of wrestling. Lots of good stuff coming up in, in my world of Dylan Fox, obviously. Uh, hopefully you guys have enjoyed me on this show. And thank you once again, Peps, for having me on. I'm always honored when you asked me and wanted me to. And I'm glad we were able to get, to get it done and talk about all this cool stuff. Yeah, always no problem about it. I love to have people on. I love to have different people on. And th thanks for being here. It was a ton of fun uh, to promote and my stuff, of course. I, I do want yeah. to say, I want to say one thing before you start too. Uh, don't forget Dramatic Dream Dragons, which were on the same yes. network. Me and Sandre and, and Yannick. Yannick coming back from Japan. We've got some good, cool stuff coming up. Some big ideas uh, in, in the near future. So it's going to be some real big surprises on uh, Dramatic Dream Dragons going forward. So keep your eyes peeled for that right here on the Five Star Network. Yeah, totally. Check it out. The Five Star Network is a ton of ton of amazing shows. Um, I mean, all of the people try their best to make this this work, and it, and it works so well. Uh, to promote my stuff, of course, you know my Twitter at p wrestling. If you don't follow me there, I would be surprised. Um, you will find most of the work, of course. Um, Pyro Gems. The next episode should be out next week. Like I said at the beginning, with with Spadish. again, we talk about everything else, and it will. Any, any, everything else that happened last month. Um, next month is going to be a bit more stacked, I think, so we'll see how I will do it there, because I'm in London for a week for All In. Uh, yeah, All In, which is going to be a cool show. Maybe I will just just, just mention it in the podcast my experience there next to it. I don't know. Uh, otherwise, you will find my Anything written work, we'll find it on, on Recipurists. I write there like every week, the, the Joshi Guide. Talk about all kind of Joshi wrestling. Um, it, it's a cool, fun read, like three or five minutes of your time. If you want to check it out, you'll find it on my Twitter, on the Recipurists page, whatever. Um, thank you all for listening, of course. Check out the other episodes if you haven't already. We had a fun award show last month. I think in the like, beginning of the month with, with Dylan and Sandra together. Uh, thank you for listening. Have a good day, good night, wherever you are. Uh, stay tuned tomorrow. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye-bye.